Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's time for the show. You ready to go? Sunday night, it's a street fight, and we're taking your calls. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. Call us and talk to us about whatever the hell you want. Uh, We really don't mind. We have the time, and we're on the line. So chime in. Let us know what's up uh, in your world. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for nine years now. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. And we're here to talk shit about the American government and uh, hang out and uh, chill and have a good time and talk shit about our bosses and eventually roll this thing into a, uh, a flat earth revolution. So... I'm glad you're here. If you've just started on this journey, we have a wonderful community of people that have come together to look out for each other and work on making something that's better for all of us, uh, a true working class party, like a headbanging kind. So if you want more of what we do, for those of you that have already been listening for a while and you want to keep this thing rolling, you want us to get bigger and better than ever, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio where you can get access to bonus materials like digital zines uh videos where we watch movies like pump up the volume and the metallica documentary some kind of monster there's also videos of us watching uh undercover boss and uh what's it called shark tank so that's over there on patreon.com also even more than that and this is all for just $5 a month. You get the videos, you get the zines. You get access to also the bonus premium audio. Brian has been working really hard on miniseries over the last six months, and we have quite the backlog going. So you get access to Shocktober. You get access to Teen Fight Radio. You get access to American Podcast. You get access to American, uh, March Madness. And you get access to Holy Boys all for just $5 a month, and it doesn't charge until the first of the month. So if you want to try it out, uh, feel free to sign up today. You you can listen to all you want and peruse through the archives all the way until the first of May. So thank you to everybody that supports us and keeps those subscriptions rolling in. Uh, we are working on spreading this mess across the U.S., and we'll continue to do so. With that being said, let's uh, get into this show. It's ridiculous. I was just looking at... Uh, uh some kind of uh, seltzer water delivery thing, you know, because everybody we want everything to be delivered now. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Ugly. Yeah. Okay. Ridiculous. It's so expensive. Ridiculous. It's incredibly expensive. It's a dollar or more a can, right? More. It's more it's than fucking twenty four dollars for a fucking twelve pack. No way. Twenty two forty nine for a twelve. Oh wait, no. This is a twenty-four can pack. Okay, four ninety-nine for twenty-four. So you're talking a dollar a can. Yeah, you could buy it at the store though for fifty cents a can or way less. <laughs> yeah, three two ninety-nine, three ninety-nine a twelve pack. But you know, it's a good looking can. It, and we should get into this just because it's very important to socialists, um, especially our sober friends out there. I mean, they done fucked us up on the seltzer water because they took away the concept of twelve packs. Real quick. Not with pop still, though, because they know pop drinkers are like, uh, 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 uh. I want 12 of those fucking things. Seltzer started moving to skinny cans and eight packs, and it was like, excuse me? And then, like, Bubbly is an eight pack. They never, do they ever sell 12 packs of that shit? Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah, you can get them at uh, Mark's. <clears throat> I just can't shit. imagine, like, why somebody would order 
these these ugly drinks, right? If you have an ex- if you have an exorbitant amount of money, that kind of stuff just doesn't phase you anymore. You know, you hit the point where twenty dollars is nothing. Yeah, I guess, but that's a ridiculous point. It's awful. Yeah. What about death water? Death water. Oh, I want bubbles. Though. You don't know death water? I have heard of it. It's sparkling water. I thought it was just flat water. No, tall cans, sixteen ounces. You can just chug them with the bros, like right before a nope. heavy metal concert, and have death water. I'll just drink the regular stuff you buy at the store. You know cheaper. what? It's so. Aha, right you know what's now. really funny? They put on their advertisements. This water is actually bad. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, what? Isn't that cute? That's crazy. I know. They're trying to sell it, but then they tell you that people say it's bad. I would pay, I pay more for that kind of stuff. You got to pay more. You got to be pay you got to pay more to be told it's bad. Yeah. Up front. Irony uh irony money. That's extra irony bucks is what that costs. Which is all you can really buy with our Patreon money, you know? We're only allowed to buy ironic products. We can only do ironic stuff with it. <laughs> We're tied into a contract. It sucks. You know, you become an irony boy, and then you can only buy ironic things, yep. and you're stuck, and nobody ever believes you like anything. That's yeah. a true thing, though. Nobody ever believes you like anything. You're That's like, oh, true. I like it, and they're like, no, you don't. You like it because it's bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, tweeted this earlier this week, but I, I said, uh, who else has found out that their hobby is buying shirts that would be really funny to wear one time? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've just been, like, looking for funny graphic shirts that, like, the next time I am around a group of a dozen people, I can just go, huh? Huh? Look at it. Look at it. Get them all talking. Yeah. Yeah, I saw an anti-PMRC shirt because, like, I decided to go into that rabbit hole the yes. other day. Yeah, we tried to do the live stream. No, no, I'm not talking about the PMRC. I'm, I mean, I did. Did I just say PMRC? You I did. meant to say I did an episode of Chapo about that, but I then I went down the RIAA hole. Ah, uh, yeah. Remember how much we hated the RIAA in the yeah, 2000s? They I mean, they were bad no matter what. But RIAA was a. Uh, was a was a cuss word in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a shirt with the circle with the line through it. It said RIAA, and I was like, oh, I should buy that and get people talking to each yeah. other. You know what I'm saying? Let everybody know that the uh, R- what they did, right? Don't ever let people forget. <laughs> well, you know they try what's to take funny? away our dirty lyrics. You, you know what's that? Just to say, well, what did the RIA do? What were they again? They were saying like, People should get paid for their music. Oh, the download. Yeah, that's bullshit. We can't download the music for free. That's what they were coming after us for, (laughs) for stealing from artists that make stuff. Yeah. Oh, I remember now. That's kind of what we were doing. But, I mean, in the other, on the end, other end, though, you always heard that they didn't get shit from that money anyway. That's true. You know? That's true. It was like the touring was what got them paid. But, you know. I think yeah. people deserve to get paid for their shit. I do. You know? But still, I, think, I would still also- be on the... Uh, I, I would still be on the anti... I'd still be on the Fred Durst side, not the Metallica side. I agree. This argument. For real. I just would be. I'm, I am... T- I actually... I believe in it as well, because... Um, the only reason I ever stole music was because I didn't have enough money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I had the money and I do have the extra money now, I like when I like an artist, I buy stuff from them. That's like, how me too. I listen to the album a few times in a row. I think it's fucking amazing, and I go to their band camp and you know pay for a record or pay for a T-shirt or whatever it is, pay for digital downloads. That kind of shit is uh, is important and. 
at the same time, if I didn't have the money, I absolutely would not fucking do that. But I would, but I don't think the band wants, I don't think the band wants to be money to be the issue. I don't either for, for Street Fight, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. I know we're pirated and I don't care. Well, I don't mind that. Yeah. That's, a, that's something with me is just like. I think the people that the have it will give it. The people that have it will share. I, I've always known that. I've realized about myself. The more money I have, the more I fucking share it with yeah, the people. Yeah, I love giving you know? people money. I, I do too. One of, like, it, it's wild that I have some people that friends of, you know, friends that make a lot more money than even I do. Or that that my family brings in and still are like pirating every movie that they get on torrent sites, like risking fucking viruses and shit. You got a VPN just to get like a, a fucking trolls movie. I'm like, I don't, I'll pay. I don't care. I'll rent it for. I've had three ninety nine. You can't do the three ninety nine. That answer that number. God, is what I'm trying to tell you. It but was, you you can't do the like three ninety nine. Yeah, six ninety nine. It's like just. People are always yelling at me like, "Why don't you pirate?" And I'm like, "I it's it uh, believe me, it's not that I'm against pirating stuff. It's that I'm personally too lazy to pirate stuff." Agreed. Plus, single people or even people without kids do not uh, uh, no, let me phrase this in this way. So, any piece of tech that comes into my house has to be filtered through me to them and then they have to be taught right yeah and they have a hard enough time working the apple tv as it is to add new steps right it, it's to get onto an, an yeah. xbox one and have them connect to your windows media <laughs> server yeah not yeah work. it's well, just that, impossible they, my, they can't figure it out i do actually still pirate like crazy though from the library i'm more analog in that way i just get movies from the library and rip them and i post them to my plex which Plex is very fucking easy that. to do. Plex makes all of your your movies very easy to access. I recommend it for anybody uh, out there that has like a bunch of movies on a hard drive. You got a huge bug. I used it to watch. Uh, what movie did I use? I used it to watch The Hangover, The Hangover Two, and Bloodline recently. Wow, that's quite The Hangover. For what reason? I have a daughter, man. Oh, what you're you showing have? her the classic. No, that's like your. That's not. This is like your. Uh, this is no. Uh, I'm going to explain Animal it. House. It's sort of <laughs> kind of like that, but it's also that they don't make comedies now. Now, when my dad was trying to show me Animal House, they were making The Hangover. Or not The Hangover. They were making comedy movies and putting them in the movie theater. Currently, they don't make any comedies. So, it's hard to find a comedy to watch with your family because there aren't any. Jumanji? We watched that last week. Okay. Not for me. You didn't like Jumanji? Not for me. I teared up at the end. Too goofy, man. <laughs> I love Jumanji. Yeah, too much Jumanji's a good. I also got mad because they turned my favorite character into a horse, like, three quarters of the way through the movie, and I'm like, no, but I liked him. Yeah. I liked the way he talked. Right. And then they turned him into a fucking horse. That grew wings. Fucking shit on that. It was a good-ass movie. It's for children. I loved it. I know. Hey, you know, you're allowed to like movies for children, dude. Shit was funny. I sat and I watched it and I didn't complain, not even once. And then when it was over, I said, hey, that was fun. Danny DeVito was a good addition to that. So was Danny Glover. (laughs) Yeah. The the two Dannys. The Danny Glover shit is amazing. Yeah. Like, I love Danny Glover shit. 
Uh, Danny Glover's a hot hit in my house right now. We're currently looking at maybe a watch through of the Lethal Weapon series because my daughter loves Danny Glover. Yeah. She loves action movies and she loved Beverly Hills Cop. And I just feel like if you fucking play, somebody likes Beverly Hills Cop is going to love Lethal Weapon. There's just no fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Mel yeah. Gibson was wild in that first one. Yeah. She also liked uh, 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 The Last Boy Scout. So I feel like yeah. I know kind of what I can get her into. Sure. Um, oh, sweet. Um, I know what I can get her into. Sorry, I just sold something on StockX. I'm feeling really happy right now. <laughs> I didn't think it was ever going to sell. You made yeah. <laughs> you made a bad purchase and you had to resell it. <laughs> well, it's gone. Now. Well, I got to mail it. Sure. It's basically gone now. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's like this quarantine's been really weird because there are no movies coming out. And when I think about it more, there's no movies being made right now. Yeah. There's no TV shows being made and there's no movies out. We watch Trolls. It's not, it's not, if it was in production, it wouldn't be made. Right. And it wouldn't be coming out. You know what I'm saying? This is good though, because I think we're at the end of movies anyways. I think they did them all. I think there's not much else to do. They just copy the old shit and make sequels. We can just watch the originals and shutter it. Shutter Hollywood. I I like the movies, though. I like the new versions of stuff, you know? I like the special effects get a little better every time. (laughs) You like like faster computers? Although, I believe CGI special effects aren't really as good as the old stuff. It should be a combo. I mean, if you were to do... If they were to do prosthetics and stuff and then do CGI on top of it, I think it would look incredible. Right. If they, t- if they you know, bridge the gap between both. Well, a good example is when we watched uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. The beginning has like a car chase yes. and a big cigarette truck. And it's just fucking wanton destruction. And it's all real. And yeah. it's all things, metal things banging into each other. And it like looks incredible Danger. now. And yeah. it looks better than even a lot of the sequences in the new Fast and the Furious movies, I think. It just looks great. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff. I mean, like, if I, I once I asked somebody once if it would be cheaper just to do it, you know? Sure. sure. Like, what's the, what's the, the com- budget ver- of smashing up a bunch of cars versus having 25 geeks in front of a computer? Yeah. Somebody got mad and said, like, well, a person has to do that stuff. And I'm like, well, a cool person want to do it. Yeah. People that have high T, that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're Formula One drivers. It's just people who... Women, non-binary stunt people. Yeah, people who just want to jump off of stuff and shit. You know what I mean? And that's like their life dream. Yeah, they'll risk it all. But uh, then also they said you do have to get it in one shot. There's your issue there. Right. Like if you miss something, you can't set it all back up and do it again. Of course. Well, they used to do that. But I guess you can't do that now. Yeah, it seems a little wasteful. Yeah, but man, what, imagine the kind of action movies we'd get to see now. I don't think that everybody has seen all the ones that have been made. That's what I'm saying is that we can just start re-releasing old ones that people kind of missed out on where they did that kind of shit. The problem with that is I've seen all the ones that have been made. People, some Somebody can turn you on and do some new ones that will blow your mind. I sure. can guarantee you nobody can turn me on to an action movie that will blow my mind. Nobody. There isn't one. I've seen it. If it will blow my mind, I've seen it. No one. All, dude. Ridiculous. Every single. Don't be so arrogant. Since they started, you like the pop shit. You like the most popular stuff. 
I I mean, those are usually the higher budget that look better. But no, I like all kinds of levels of uh, action movie. I like the fucking kung fu movies where it's just a couple guys in a room. Okay. You know? You seen all those too? Well, no. I'm going to watch all those. I don't like the dubs. Can't do dubs. Okay. I just can't watch a show with dubs at all. Really? No way. Not, We're uh-uh. going back and forth. My, subs. My wife is leaning into dubs, uh, which I'm okay with. I go either way, but I do prefer to read it. I'm the subs guy, man. I just would rather do subs. I like the voices. I want to know what the really how the line was actually delivered. Yes. That's how I feel, too. That is how I feel. You ready to talk to these animals on the phone? Yes, I am. We haven't spoken to them in a week. Dude, I've been listening. I've been watching live Metallica. Oh. And the the best thing ever is that they would just go, Hey, you fucking freaks out there. Are you motherfuckers ready to rock tonight? And these just like these tons of dudes in like tank tops would just be all sweaty and punching each other <laughs> waiting for them to start it was the it's the best i love it i love it uh we'll get into the judas priest story later <laughs> people love the judas priest story it's the best story all right thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight nathan hey you're back baby what up what's up what's up what's i up? am okay so here's what we know so nathan I have a vision in my mind, and I'm going to try to guess what you're doing tonight. Okay. You are trying to log on to the unemployment page, but it's down for maintenance. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Johnny Carson. Brilliant. I'm Kreskin. Yeah. I've got other... Podcasters know everything. Yeah. Well, it's like a little thing I've been working on, like... It's like a lot of times people want to do self-improvement. And during quarantine, my self-improvement has, uh, I've learned to read minds. Mentalism. Yeah, just mentalism. That's just yeah. So, uh, I have to, is Sunday the deadline to get your claim for this week? No, just the site's been shit. I mean, I'm sure you haven't probably haven't heard like everything about it, but as mm-hmm. the Florida unemployment site is like the worst in the country, pretty much like, uh, Rick Scott, apparently it's come out like when he was governor, he pretty much just had them build a shitty new website in order to keep unemployment numbers low just because people were frustrated with the site and uh, not apply. Yeah, frustrate Um, them to find another option like petty crime or copper wire thief. Hey, it's working. Um, Petty crash parts, petty crime goes. But, uh, yeah, so pretty much the site's fucked. Um, that's what I was trying to do tonight. But I mainly was calling to talk about, um, well, seeing as it's Easter, um, my first job was as a gift ham salesman. Um, so I wanted to maybe get into the gift ham well, world I, a little bit. I wish, you know, I wish we had an opening here to get you hired to sell our gift hams. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... When we open up a gift ham, when we when we open up our uh, street fight meats section of the store, you're you're right there on the list to get hired. I'm, and here's the I'm thing. just thinking We're about a meat a meat tab on a website now. It's just like podcast zines meat. Merch. <laughs> Dude, you know Dude, there gonna... has to be a barbecue cast where you can like click and get some of their meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or the sauce. Yeah, uh, the sauce is worthless. It's the meat. I'm the buying me- a smoker. All right. I want to buy a smoker right now. Sounds like you already bought it. 
I have not bought it yet. My wife wants me to buy it too, but I live with one kid. The kid only eats birds and the wife doesn't eat meat. And I want a huge smoke. I want this like huge thing that they got there. So I'm like hitting one of those. Eh, probably waste the money. You know, you got to turn that into your side hustle. Right? I don't, I don't want to have to get on Facebook marketplace and then ro- unload like racks of fucking jerky or something. True. So I imagine you're only busy three times a year, right? Yeah. So it, pretty much it, it was a honey baked ham store, um, in, uh, Pensacola, Florida. And the, I was on permanent staff and the permanent staff was about four of us, two managers. And then, me, I was 16, and then like the like the star basketball players, like girlfriend, you know, um, was the other worker there from my high school. Um, and then, but at seasonal times like Easter and Christmas and Thanksgiving, we go up to like fucking like easily like 45 people um, on staff. Like which what? Was real crazy in those little tiny stores. Yeah. Well, the, okay. So the thing is, they have a huge most of them have a huge place in the back because they glaze the ham on site with uh fucking blow torches and stuff so the production uh i mean it's bigger than a lot of industrial kitchens the the backspace that we had just because you have to store so much fucking meat um we would have so many people that like they would hire a cop during the holidays to like stand there you know on like uh off-duty security um because they had so much like fucking ham money on hand <laughs> I mean, most of the honey bakes, though, they do go to, like, the people that are going to eat them. I can't... Do you, do a lot of people give honey baked hams as a gift? Yeah, so the, a lot of the way that they got business was um, they would solicit, like, uh, big employers, pretty much. I don't know what they do now, but they were, like, working with, like, a Monsanto chemical plant was one of the main um, purchasers yeah. around the holidays. Work. They would buy... You're probably working there, and they're like, "Do everything you can to keep the Monsanto account." And you're like, "Ew, Monsanto." <laughs> yeah, they put it under a different name. I think they call it Ascend because Monsanto. They're like, you know, trying to like rebrand and keep on the down low. Um, but they would buy for like you know a couple thousand employees. But the thing is, they would give them. They would. They did this thing where they would get the employees like say like a forty five dollar gift certificate, right? It wouldn't be like a gift ham. It's a $45 gift certificate. And the way the hams are priced, they're priced by a pound, of course. And so all the ones like right at like 45 or below, you know, those would go like really quick and buy like the end, like say like day before Christmas or like two days before Christmas. All we would have left is like these fucking giant hams. And if you just got like a $45 gift certificate, like the employees would have to like make up the difference. Uh, you know, oh. so that, that was one way that they squeezed money out of them. You probably, it's like the, it's like the uh, unemployment thing and people are just like, fuck it. I'm not going to cash this in, you know, <laughs> like I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to trade in a $45 gift certificate to spend 45 more dollars. <laughs> An $80. Yeah. Or the funny thing is like, sometimes you would have like old guys like try to like, I don't know where they thought they were, but they would try to like barter with you on like the ham price. I don't you know. Gotta try. I've seen I mean, it you work. always really gotta weird. try. I've been seeing that stuff work lately, though. I don't remember where I was recently, but I was in a place where you did not bargain, and I saw people bargaining, and I was like, "Huh, 
That's interesting. At, at the furniture store. Like, you are furniture. only... That's like the car dealership, dude. Oh, no, I just buy it for whatever it costs. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> you got to send them to their manager. You have to, like, uh -uh. send them to their manager, and they have to do, like, a whole routine where they're like, God damn it, he is mad at me. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in trouble with him for the deal I'm getting you today. Yeah. No, I went in there and was just like, uh, how much is this couch? And then they told me, and either I'd be like, that's too expensive, or that's not cheap enough, show me another couch. Okay. And then they found a couch that I liked, that was in the price I liked, and I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. And okay. then that was it. That's how I bargained. <laughs> Great. I don't buy things I can't afford. Got it. Okay. they won't let me take them out of the building, not because I wouldn't go on to credit debt. Honestly, to be honest, though, the because uh, the more deals they get like that, it is better for the employee. Yeah. I, I Yeah, without having to bother their manager, they'd rather just get full price deals instead of all the back and forth. Yeah. Um, I so I, I want to know. But bargaining for a ham seems like if you went. It's a $90 fucking ham, though, dude. How much were the hams? Yeah, they get really expensive. I mean, they would vary anywhere from like. 45 to yeah you could you could get hit 100 if you have like a, Ooh, we, a we bought gift ham for, you know we bought gift hams for the show and it was a funny joke and they were 80 dollars a piece and then it was like not funny to hand them out anymore <laughs> well it's still funny to hand they're, them out they're good though i shouldn't have, i like i left that job to go be like a fucking barista because it was like the mid 2000s you know Poor and that job. was like the hip thing to do yeah, yeah. but i mean i regret it because i got i there was like so little supervision i was just like eating all that good stuff, like all day long. Eating ham all day, belly full of ham. Uh, <laughs> so, did you get commission on that? Like, were you expect? Were you actually a salesperson, and that like they wanted you to to you know churn through hams? Uh, it was more like it was more like retail. Um, okay. Sometimes churn you get like tips and stuff, but it wasn't. I wanted to know it, if it's somebody a really came business. I didn't know if somebody right. if you ever got the always be closing speech or anything from somebody for a hand. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they tell you that, but it's not like they're not going to give you shit for it, you know. It's there's this whole ritual they teach you how to like unfold the ham in front of the customer and everything, oh, yeah. and <laughs> there's like a proper proper way to do it. What is it like um, a velvet glove or something? <laughs> no, it's he's wrapped talking. in like gold foil. The foil, you peel back the foil and like yeah, you peel it back, it back, and you know the people will like people will look at like five different fucking hams. You know they're like, ah, oh, that one's too fatty, that one looks dry, that glaze is too crispy. Ham you know. people are nuts, dude. Ham I people love are it. off the hook. Yeah. that's our grandparents. See, I, that's our like. That's the ham people are the generation before me. No, like those people fucking loved ham and they're ham experts people like me we don't know about ham i you're that's true but my family would have died for honey baked ham oh. like any we had to make our fucking hams it was always oh, my grandma no. that made our hams oh, no. and she ruined a whole fucking ham like yeah, honey bake a ham, yeah. huh? i like i in it was it was sweet though like on like christmas i mean we would be closed for like two days after christmas or whatever and like no one would fucking come in and of course you know they can't anticipate demand so we had so much fucking ham Leftover sometimes you get to like take that shit home, have like, like ham, you know, 14 pounds of honey baked ham for free. I mean, imagine if you, you had Facebook Marketplace right now, you could be getting people, you could be getting people <laughs> I could picking be it up one, right yeah. out the front that door. That would be awesome. Discount hams. Oh man, it's better. I mean, you're right about that. And in, in that, in that respect, a honey baked ham is probably worth more on Facebook Marketplace than coffee, you know, because you went to the barista job, you know. 
coffee's yeah. not worth shit. Is what I'm trying to say. I did. I, I did know some. I did know a Lonnie that would when I worked at Starbucks that would like trade his free coffee. Got that's like the army surplus store. That's um, for like fucking like military clothes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you steal a valor. I mean, that's just for worth weed, money. That's he like would a... go into the surplus store. Trading coffee for weed. The co- hey, coffee. Yeah, they expensive. give you a, they give you a free pound a week at Starbucks. So, oh, I mean, you it did can stack up. I mean, that's fifty-two pounds a year. Like you can trade someone a shit ton of coffee. Yeah, I used to love trade, but also, dude, it's a good deal for them too because trading weed is the best. Because I used to love love doing that because I it would be face value, but I didn't pay that. You know, yeah, like you get a twenty dollar yep. credit, but like I paid twelve for it, so I don't give a fuck. That's half money to me. Yeah, I mean, I'll trade weed for anything because I can just get it anytime I want it. That's a little brag for me there. <laughs> Mr. Cool, Joe Cool over there. Mr. Cool, that's where you get weed. Well, I hope you have better luck with this unemployment site. Yeah, that blows. And you know what? Keep fighting, Yeah, for dude. sure. Well, I did hear somebody, somebody I know filed for it, and they uh, were approved for like $50 less than they make a week. So they like, that's cooling. Like yeah. you just sit on that because I was really worried when they started saying everybody can get unemployment. My first thought was like, uh, you're not going to be happy when you get your unemployment check. It's not like they just replace your paycheck. You know, they do, though. Yeah, I always got two thirds of my paycheck. Oh, really? I've never got my full paycheck. When, when I, I was in it. BW, maybe BWC where B- Bureau of Workman's Comp works different, but they just is that unemployment? Well, you're not working. So they give you 60 percent of your salary without taxes. So you get your whole salary. That's what I was to believe unemployment was too. 60% of your salary without tax. It was less. I was always disappointed. I always had to like steal to get ahead after I was on employment. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, good luck with it, Nathan. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Brian, have you, have you watched Money Heist yet? Money Money Heist. That sounds like a, it's like a Tim and Eric. I think I tried to, isn't it dubbed? Uh, no, there is there is um, subtitles. It's in Spanish, but the yeah, there is English subtitles. The dub sucks. Don't watch the dub. But yeah, it seems really up your alley. It's like a fucking like long form heist series. There's four seasons. Um, it's got like some good like kind of populist lefty shit in there, and the action scenes are like fucking crazy. I'll check it, it out. Seems, it seems pretty up your alley, but I highly recommend. Money heist is a good name for a <laughs> it's show, a crazy I name. Believe. It sounds like computer generated. <laughs> yeah, it's cooler. It's cooler than the Spanish name. The Spanish name is uh, Casa de Papel, which is like House of Paper. So, um, yeah, I like that. Or Paper oh, House. Yeah, that does sound like a paper house. I agree with you, not Brett. What? <laughs> you like Money Heist more than Paper House? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Money Heist is just so blunt and to the point. It's just like, nah, we're just like taking it. There's no like fancy like Money Heist is no country like- for old men or. Like if blood I, and water or anything. If I thought of all the Hollywood studios getting together um, and figuring out what the movies were going to be for like the next year, I figure like twenty percent of them would just be under the money heist category. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. I mean, most of the movies I like are about a money heist. <laughs> They're the. That's motivating. It makes the most sense to all it's, of it's us. It's better than like any fucking heist thing I've ever seen. Okay. What I don't okay. like about like most heist films is they just like go so fast. You're going to have like the training montage and someone's going to die. Have you seen and... Tower Heist though? Because that's got a good heist in it. I'm kidding. What does? <laughs> Tower Heist with Eddie Murphy. 
Ooh, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I've seen any movie but, with uh, the word heist. And this is why people don't believe you when Money you say train. you like something. Money Train's a good heist movie. <laughs> Money Train. Oh, no. Money Train. I don't know if I it's him. got uh, right, well, Woody I'll, I'll let y'all get to some calls. Oh, Have a good you, one, Nathan. Nathan. Thanks Take for care. calling. What, are you on Twitter or anything else? On, you're on House Party? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, Nate, Nate Marona, M-A-R-O-N-A. Um, my band oh, wait, NASCAR wait. Noir, we just dropped a new album too. So you can check that out on Spotify and all that shit. If you all want right. some, uh, kind of folk punk power emo. Nice. What was the name times. again? NASCAR Noir. All right. Nate Morona on the phone. Okay. Thanks for calling so, in. So, uh, this movie money train, it stars. That's a movie I'm talking about. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. That's a great combo. That's, yeah. That's, that's a white man can't, can't jump, jump combo, combo. Yeah. which is legendary. Did another movie together where they rob a bank with a money train subway. Okay. Well, I'm going to put that on my pirate from the, I'm actually, I'm doing DVD Netflix right now. I'm paying so for three weird. at a time DVD Netflix in the mail. So I'm going to put, I'm putting my, I'm right on my list. I'm going to put it at the top. That's not an advertisement for that, but uh, that's what I'm doing. I don't know. My daughter was making fun of you because you had a, dvd okay yeah i do uh you had the dvd thing hey man uh, she's gonna you know what when everything goes back to analog and the only way you can watch shit is putting a plastic disc into a fucking dvd player she's gonna be thankful don't tell her that's gonna happen well i'm I, you know i have to no man oh. money train got a 22 percent on rotten tomatoes when it's really clearly Probably one of good. the greatest movies ever made yeah i mean it has two absolute legends in it uh-huh uh-huh the best ever <laughs> i, mean, I love yeah, wesley snipes beliefs on taxes i do i agree with him as well i also <laughs> love his uh that he refused to open his eyes during that blade scene so they had to cgi his eyes open and then uh Woody, Har- Woody harrelson a uh, self-proclaimed anarchist so Money Train is where it's at. That's Money a, Train. I'll watch Money Train. We're gonna again. put that on the viewing. Get everybody involved. I'll, I'll let everybody know how good it is. Congressional baseball fans said there was a controversy about it. Money Train controversy. It was too good. Controversy. Like, it made too much sense that you should just rob Hold a bank. On. I'm gonna look this up. That was Take- the problem. It really laid it out why we should all just rob the banks. That's that's a that's an issue. That would be cool. Uh, you can next you, call. Is that call that I sent you? The paper in the oh, thing? What did I do with that paper? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who the fuck are we talking to tonight? Rude. Hey, it's Alex. Alex! This Alex Press. Hey. Editor of Jacobin. Hey, uh. How are you guys? We're fucking great. How are you? We Coolest were supposed to be New seeing York. you soon. Yeah. We were supposed to be seeing Dude, you soon. I have, been, I have been better. It is insane here. Are you alone? Are, are you quarantined alone or do you have any people with you? I have a roommate here. That's probably good, though. Yeah, it's good. Otherwise, I really would just not be talking to anyone like 24 hours a day. It would be silent. <laughs> Yeah, you're so. I, I mean, I've we've hung out a bunch. You're a social person. It's probably as bad for you as it is because I I like feel like I'm going to go nuts because the I circle like had I'm to get so insane. small. Yeah. 
like that's part like I just now I'm just calling up friends out of nowhere I'm just like because part of me just wants to show up at people's apartments because I'm just so not used to being alone like this yeah Yeah. I uh I was up at like one in the morning and I probably walked a a couple miles in my living room like I was just pacing this figure eight I was like texting on my phone and just walking for a few hours all night long and just looking at my phone uh-huh. over and over again. I felt like a caged animal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. L- last night I like drank a beer and just texted my friends and was like, whoa, I've just spent three hours doing this. This is just all I'm doing. Now. <laughs> well, I got <laughs> that. Like eight. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, yeah. I've also been, my daughter got a Facebook messenger for kids. So she like, calls the shit out of her friends now, which is pretty good. Mm. Um, we, how have, old is she? She's seven. Okay. So all, basically what they do is they sit on Facebook messenger for kids for 45 minutes and they don't say a word to each other, but they cycle through all of the filters and do them at each other. Yeah. That's not oh my fun. God. Yeah. That's the, that's what seventh grade or seven, seven year old communication is right now. My kid's fucking miserable. I feel like that's something I would do too. It's not that weird. <laughs> no, they're fun, but I like choose, I, I like to like I always don't want to filter like when we're ha- having a conversation with somebody because you know people mm. are like think we're too old for that, which is stupid. That's right. But yeah. I, I at least like to keep the conversation going. I just don't sit there with the dog face and <laughs> give you the lick for like two minutes without <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> that's true. Right. That would be weird. How is your? How are your? How are you both of you, your kids, dealing with all this? I mean, mine's having a tougher time, I think, probably, just because, like, she knows what's going on, and uh, her friends can't even hang out outside six feet apart from her, so she's pretty much stuck with me and the wife and Animal Crossing, and it's, I mean, Mm -hmm. her teenager, I think this is, like, you know, Obviously, people are out of jobs and people are dying and stuff. But for a teenager, I think this is maybe exceptionally hard. And I hadn't considered until the past couple of weeks how how hard this kind of thing is is on her. And I like try to try to help her get through it, but mm-hmm. it's just like she's 15 years old and the whole world's on pause. She is uh, she is driving a car right now. We've been letting her drive. Wow. Well, the but it's are empty. the best time, right? Yeah. Like, she, she can't get her temps because the BMV's closed. But, like, I feel like if you're going to teach somebody how to drive, now's the time. There's nobody. Do else. it when the streets are empty. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. I have noticed here, though, because I walk every day, people are more aggressive mm-hmm. in their cars. Oh. Like, they're mean. They're honk. I heard motherfuckers honk every day. I hear somebody honking at each other, and that didn't happen in Ohio. My favorite thing ever is that people don't follow red lights anymore. I've seen so many people just blow through them, like fucking nah, nah. <laughs> Might be the last day of my life today. I don't give a fuck about red lights anymore. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Damn. people just seem. I know in New York, it's it's probably different, and that like it's it's maybe a little scarier to go out there than it is here. Because mm-hmm. it just, there's a lot of cases there. But like, uh, yeah. hopefully people are being nice to each other a little bit. You guys are famous for being nice to each other after a tragedy. Though. Yeah, right. It is funny. Like, I'll notice 
I'll be, I don't know, like staying on my stoop and just sort of notice people do like do the sort of making sure they're far away from you. They'll sort of veer out of the way in a way that like in any other context would seem so rude. And so it's hard not to take it personally. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, but I, you know, I think people are being mostly, I mean, everybody I talk to is just, you know, all of a sudden you're asking, how are you doing? How's everything going? You know, there's something nice about the concern about each other. So yeah, it doesn't feel that way here to me. It does. It, I mean, people are really avoiding each other, but like when I go on next door, everybody's mad because people are outside, but yeah. it's like, motherfucker, mm. you're outside. If you notice that everybody else is outside, Hey, I was out walking around the neighborhood. Notice the ton of people were out walking around the neighborhood. You know, it's like, fuck you. You were out. <laughs> stay in. If you're fucking worried about it, just stay in the fucking house. Well, you know, actually, there's a, a friend of mine that lives in a, a neighborhood that's a little more well-to-do, and they have lots of Facebook groups where people complain about kids playing basketball. They were complaining about kids playing basketball until they put plywood over the hoops. Yeah, they eventually. They, they were complaining in my neighborhood. I saw one kid shooting baskets, and I was like, maybe. So I saw one kid shooting baskets alone. And that's the point where I said, we got to close these basketball courts. And the only reason I thought that is because like only one person can shoot baskets at a time. Like mm -hmm. when you're here, you know, what about the other person who would want to come over here? Just walks by. They see this guy shooting baskets. Like I can't shoot baskets. I can't get six feet away from him. Well, no, the gym has, <laughs> has worked on this principle for a very long time. You just wait for your turn. <laughs> But one person is one person on the court to shooting baskets is like, all right, uh, I'll move on. And then minutes. one more person gets to come. Yeah. It just seems like close it. You know, the skate parts closed in my neighborhood. The pool, very ambitious. The pool put out their chaise lounges. So people that people wow. rent and they can lay on. I'm like, that's pretty ambitious because I don't think it's happening for you this year, but whatever. You uh -huh. know? Well, uh, so my actually, I was surprised. So, we were worried about it. Uh, I have a, I have friends that we have kids that are the same age. They have a seven-year-old and a, a three-year-old. So we did an Easter egg hunt in the park today, and uh, we got mm -hmm. nothing but praise for it. <laughs> I'm sure that we're considered like uh, virus-carrying bastards or whatever, but everybody was just so excited to see kids outside having fun for once, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like when I walk by and the kids are riding bikes and doing skateboarding stuff because it's just like these kids got to do stuff. You know, yeah. they can't just yeah. be stuck. I mean, for me, it's like my daughter being stuck with like people are like, I'm sure people are like, uh, oh, it's probably not that bad being stuck with your parents if it's if it's Brian and my wife. But it is still bad. It doesn't yeah. matter how lenient and cool your parents are. If it just doesn't mm -hmm. even matter. It's your parents. The last They're person I want to cool. joke around with is my parents. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, so I mean, I have cool parents, but like being stuck inside with them for two months as a teenager, it sounds like, you know, I would have cried every day. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel for, cause you know, you build these, I mean, people think that high school is not like important, but I feel like your connections in high school are so much more heightened then mm -hmm. when you're when you're an adult 
like I feel like a lot of people when they're adults are just like, I don't need to hang out. You know, we'll maybe we'll text back and forth, but we don't need to hang out like every day. We're in high school. Mm -hmm. Like when you have a friend or a group of friends in high school, you want to see those people every single day and be with them and be doing stuff. And like, I mean, I guess she talks And it feels to like it's like the most important thing in the world too. Like you, if you're not with them, then the world ends pretty much. Right, right, exactly. That is true. If you, if you're not with them, everything fucking cool happened the day you weren't there. Yeah. I used to always believe that. Mm hmm. God, do you remember having that so, feeling, Alex? Like where you would just be like, uh, like your friends would all be like, "We're gonna go like cliff dive into a river and get high." <laughs> And you're like, oh, I want to go to that. And then they're like, oh, there's not enough room in the car. And then you just sit at home and you're like, boy, that cliff diving's probably fucking Best time great. Of your life. Yeah, that was probably yeah. the time. That was the time I was supposed to be somewhere and enjoying stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, that probably would have been the best day of my life. It's like, basically, like, <laughs> we're going to the mall. We're going to the mall to, like, sit in the food court and then go to like forever 21 and you'll be like man if i had gone to the mall that would have been it for me best day of my fucking life if i could have <laughs> gone to the fucking mall i'd have a girlfriend this sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. i think i did right. actually want i wrote like a diary sort of thing for a period of time mm -hmm. and i wrote about how i was going to like ruin my parents life when i got older because they wouldn't let me go to a party with a girl who was supposed to be my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god alex i have a question i want to know um what's keeping you glued together right like what's making you helping you get through this for me i've been listening to megadeth like crazy and i've been watching formula one racing and like everything related to it um whenever mm -hmm. i have the chance something about like the high octane like riding the line of you know 200 miles an hour is uh exhilarating to me and it like gets me out of this the same way that like megadeth uh guitar riffs do so what what's yeah. like what what is you what is keeping your sanity together i don't have anything great i mean one thing i got was a friend dropped off a like stationary bike that they had like a really cheap like crappy bike but it worked the old school? so you can bike in in my room right so cool. i just do that and i feel like a hamster on a wheel but it kind of helps no that's important i mean you have to yeah i have uh i got a hand-me-down from my in-laws a total gym they got it a total gym the chuck norris like total gym from the infomercials mm -hmm. they got it from right, a right. garage sale for twenty dollars and i took it because i'll take anybody's thing that they're getting rid of because i always plan to sell it later uh, but that mm -hmm. has been like my savior and I go down there with my total jam. I feel like I'm Chuck Norris. And I mean, it is helpful whether it's pushups or pull-ups or jumping jacks, just getting sweaty or doing some, something to, to get rid of the energy. Cause it builds up so fast. I took a, yeah. like, I took a walk today and it felt weird. Like I work out at the house. I can do burpees and squats and all that stuff, but actually walking a good distance. I haven't done it in like a week. Buddy, mm -hmm. you're welcome to yeah. come with me. I love the company. And Brett is one of the only people that's handled my amount of walking ever. He's in a small I, club. I, ever since I found out that you do these like 20 mile walks, I have wished that we could do like a big walk around. I know you were going to do a big New York City walk. That seemed great. The I guess it got 
Yeah, and it, the great saunter was in May. We were gonna. It was gonna be a twenty fucking mile walk. Well, here's here's a promise. This is a Brian Quinby slash murder Brian promise. Okay, and Brett. Okay. Well, keep me honest here. We will have an extra day in New York when we make up this tour date, and I will take a walk with anybody that wants to come with me. But you have to go on my fucking yeah. walk. Okay. So you can't be. I mean, you could quit. I don't care if you're quitting, if you're the quitting type, you know, I played a game against my wife last night. Uh, we, we tied two to two and then she didn't want to play the fifth game. And oh. I'm like, I know you, you feel me on that. It drives me crazy, but I, I fucking, I settled down and I'm smooth about it now. I'm okay. Um, so if you want to quit the walk, fine with me, but if you want to do a full on, Brian Walk, I'll I'll promise we we'll do it in New York this year, okay, okay. or next year, whenever we're allowed back in New York. This is great too because this yeah. reminds me of how you were like, why would you pay for a five k when you can just run anywhere? <laughs> like, why I, would we pay? We can we can create a mass of people and walk wherever we want. We're gonna do like a critical mass, but walking in Manhattan. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Alex. Brett has walked thirty six thousand steps with me, and that's that's. Wow. That's like a, a um a regular heavy day. Like that's if I decided to go heavy, thirty six k is a uh -huh. big is a pretty big day. You know, at this point how now, my, do, you, do you know how many miles that translates into? Have you yeah, figured it out? Yeah, it tells you on the app. Uh, uh huh. I usually walk between fifteen and twenty miles a day. That's like. The, wow. the the area that it's in there is fifteen to twenty, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just, it, ten thousand steps is four to five miles. Yeah. Okay. So today I walked a short day, and I got ten in. So I walked ten miles. And that's like on my that's how like many my, steps is ten miles? How many steps is ten miles? It's not very much. It's like I mean, uh, twenty five thousand one hundred ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a lot for me. It's double the the amount that people get pedometers for. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. happened to me though. My wife was like, "I'm doing this thing with a pedometer. It's a competition at work, and we win something at the end." And I'm like, "What's this pedometer nonsense business?" And then she showed it to me. She was like, "You just gotta get ten thousand a day." And I was like, "That's it." You gamified your life. And then I just turned my life. Well, now it's like, how many can I get? Gamified. Yeah, yeah. High score. It's called a high score. I want. I have a high score. Okay, and I want to beat my high score every summer. But at some point, I'm going to get to a point. Yes. Where it's physically impossible to beat unless, my high score. Unless you get faster at walking, or you start running a little bit. That's true. I I I would probably have to do that. I'm getting you guys my high score here in a second. I gotta. I yeah, gotta, I was gonna ask. Yeah, I gotta get it up here. Uh, we gotta get some calls in. I, we got some people have been in the been in there for right. a while. Give me just two seconds. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'll You're, get out of here. Then. It's not your fault. You're wonderful. It's these these oh. fucking like okay. riffraff that call in after you that want to just tell us their boring <laughs> stories. Oh, that's not, not the that's guy. The guy who talked before me was great. Yeah, everybody's great. We love them. Yeah. Where is my insights? At? Don't do talk I... about your listeners that way. <laughs> I never. I don't get. I get to like once once a year. Okay, I'm so my in. three okay. days. So my three biggest days. Right. Yep. Monday, November fourth, two thousand nineteen, is my biggest day, 
And that was 66,776 steps. Good God. Was that when we were shrooming? No, I, I beat that one. That This one took from 11 a.m. till midnight. Today. Oh, wow. I That's walked walk. that whole walk. Yeah. Uh, number two. <laughs> Is Tuesday, September 3rd, and that was 61,358. And then number three is 60,508, and that's September 23rd. So, like, usually sometime near the end of the summer, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up at 10 tomorrow. I'm going to walk till midnight and see if I can get 75,000. I think 75,000 is the number. Okay. Uh-huh. 75 sounds a great Frank. number. I love that number. It's a big one. Yeah. But I think it's possible, right. and I'm going to do it by the end of the summer. Thank okay. you for calling, Alex. We love you, and we will of see course. you again for sure. Yeah, and um, great, great. Okay. hang out with me on Instagram Live if you're if you if you're oh, lonely. Okay. I want to do a show. Okay, I did I did that with Matt Christman today, and it was very funny. So I'm down to do that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, we I did it with um, Jamie from Antifada. And she had never uh-huh. done it before. And she was like, oh, my God, I can show you my cats in my apartment. And she was just like walking around and eating soup and showing everybody her life. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, good night, Peace Alex. Peace to the Middle East. Alex is the best. All right. One, one, of, one of the people from online that I've met the most. Yes. Who is very cool and nice. Love had, Alex. Had some amazing, wonderful times with her. Uh, top-notch person best yeah. in brooklyn award for 2019 yes. but yeah yeah we didn't hang out with her oh we did both yeah. times She's, she was at the show in brooklyn and in atlanta yeah hotlanta yes that's what it's called let's get these calls man thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight if i click the button right we can get into this all right hey where's that button at? what's up hey there howdy Hey, who is this? This is Kiara. Hey, Kiara. Hey, Kiara. How's it going? Thanks for doing tech support. Yeah, for sure. I said, damn, you fixed it. I wanted to put that on my stenographer resume. You can. <laughs> Go for it. Just say I did technical support. <laughs> and we'll just give them our phone number. We'll let them know. Hell yeah. Sorry, I'm getting some candy. Hell yeah. Oh, I want candy. Sure. <laughs> I would. I'd Which love I just to wanted to talk candy. about what, what, what kind. What's your candy? What's your like flavor? Uh, anything chocolate. Oh, uh, really? I'm a child. I bought uh, a tub of chocolate covered caramels from Amazon for my birthday. Uh, to, I, I ordered it four weeks before my birthday, and it got here a week after my birthday, which All was right. yesterday. Week after was yesterday. I mean, you know, <laughs> lots of people celebrate birthday weeks, so I think that's within the window. Caramel well, in the Dom universe, ch- you have to celebrate all month. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that's true. Like, oh, my, my birthday is in April, so you have to give me extra stuff all April. Okay, oh, yeah, I love shower me with gifts. <laughs> April showers bring <laughs> gifts for me, showering gifts. That's that right. good. I, like, uh, I also was raised by a sweet tooth hillbilly, and caramel and chocolate is like the best way to go with it. I love a nice ball of sugar wrapped in chocolate. My wife makes fun of me because mm-hmm. I like caramello. Oh, that's a good one. That candy bar. They're good. That's good. It's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on tonight? Uh, so much crap. Just I had to take a beta blocker because just listening to all of this for, you know, over an hour straight when I've been on 
personal media lockdown because I don't want to see it at all. Just too much. <laughs> it's too fucking much. What is? But just the Corona crap. Yeah, it's I hard. Mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what you're going through, but uh, my wife is is managing it poorly. And I got to say, you got to just jump in for like 30 minute, 30 to 60 minutes a day. I think the Corona information should be like exercise. Like you do it 30 <laughs> minutes a day. You get in there, just inform yourself and then go about the rest of your time like it's not happening. Well, I stopped doing real life sessions a month ago and uh, I still have guys messaging me on Twitter. Hey, are you doing real time sessions? I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? I'm like, obviously the fucking pandemic. Yeah. And they're like, well, what if you just take my temperature first? No. Yeah. Your dick's not that important, and the money's not that important. <laughs> yeah, I've saw people get yeah booty calls, and I don't know what to say because I mean I I live, I live with my with my sexual partner, but I also live with my prophylactic, which is my daughter. So I I mean, <laughs> but at the same time, I've heard that like, struggle from friends. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I've never been into like I don't know. I, I have to have the real thing. I, I really like the juices mixing. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. I love to just be like, uh, uh, just. But uh, like contact is my favorite. Thing. I guess I could I give. I mean, I guess I would give. Could I give up hooking up if I was single right now? I I really don't know. I I don't. It would be very hard. But I think that I think it's possible. And there are other ways to do it. There's online ways to support. You know, support your people. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I definitely have been rock in the online world but just the the constant like dogging on me of like well you i'm giving you money and you're turning it down yes because you could also be giving me a deadly disease for me and my immunocompromised family yeah it's stupid <laughs> i mean we have to i mean everybody does it's it's annoying that uh people don't think that they're that this this uh service wouldn't be affected by the virus or that they should expect it's something super different. affected well, like, I, I, I'm, they can, is it, so I'm looking at something on You're sorry. in like a quasi-legal just, area, right? Is that why they feel comfortable doing that? Because like no nobody no government can tell you to not come over and hang out? Probably, yeah. Besides throwing you in jail, even, I guess. Right. Well, we get like a thousand dollar fine in Michigan for uh leaving the house unnecessarily without a mask. So there's yeah. that. Oh, they don't they don't they don't keep that. We'll see. Right. I'll just cough on a cop, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really stupid. I, I don't I can't believe that people are still going to that to still trying to pressure you into that. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, people want And then that. I got hey, this here's, article here's... from a friend that's like the very first page of the online application for the business bailout says that in order to be an eligible entity for this bailout check you can receive monetary relief from the bill. An applicant cannot present live performances of a prurient sexual nature or derive directly or indirectly more than diminish gross revenue through the sale of products or services, blah, blah, blah. You can't be a sex worker and get bailout money. That sucks. Oh, no Trump. Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's, it's really annoying because it's one of those gray areas that, Everybody that is online is aware of and knows is happening and knows what, you know, what these services are uh, in the same way that we also know that like there's a legal uh, there's a legal 
work that's happening to make all of our produce get to our tables. Like there's all of these people that are being exploited under the table and, and we allow it to happen without the protections. But like you, you are a very big, a part of our economy, you know, we like, yeah. And I do it by the books too. Like I pay my taxes. I have my, my, uh, LLC registered and everything. So why the fuck can I not get the money that, you know, you're basically taking from me? Right. And it's, and it's really, it's annoying. It's just, it's, it's so obnoxious that in a place like America where they talk about freedom and all that, like where you can't convince somebody to give you money and that be illegal, you know, whatever means necessary Mm -hmm. to convince someone to get you some money, you're not allowed to do that. And then the like legal ways that I'm able to accept money online like my birthday just passed and now I can't renew my license because secretary of state's closed and I have an enhanced license. So I can't do it online or through mail. So one of the platforms, only fans, when I bitched about last time, they're like, Oh, well your, your uh, ID's out of date. So we can't give you money. It's like everywhere else can, you just yeah. don't want to. Right. You're finding excuses. Yeah. You're just making it mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. Uh, because no one can step in because it's all gray area. It's all gray market shit. Right. <clears throat> yeah, there's no way to fucking unionize. If, you uh, a, you're not going to do a class action lawsuit on OnlyFans. From, it's not like PayPal or anything. Like if you admitted what you were doing, they would fucking arrest you or whatever. Right. Well, no, OnlyFans is one of the ones that does allow adult stuff. So we could do that. <clears throat> but all those ones take like 20 to 40%. So like they say that you're your own boss but they take as much as an actual boss would take. Yeah, digital pimping is what that is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now everyone's flocking to sex work. <laughs> everyone's flocking to sex work because they're home and that's all they can do to make money. There's tons and of And it's happening. like, it's really hurting everybody that has been doing it for a long time. Yeah. It's just crazy. And they all have these weird, like, xenophobic opinions, like, in the back, you know, uh, discord chats and everything that are doms only they're like oh you know china's welding people into their houses because you know they have the virus and they're just not treating anybody i'm like source please oh, yeah. can we yeah, just not yeah. uh well i mean every <laughs> if if you're not in like a left subculture you know what i mean like a specifically all of them are bad I mean, I used to be in cable guy groups a lot and just, it was just like, <laughs> Oh my God, guys. <laughs> I mean, most of the time it was like, most of the time in a cable guy group, it was like somebody took a picture of their work. Everybody tells them what they did wrong. And then they start throwing like slurs at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's what, I mean, but that's, that, it, it just seems like, like it, it would seem to me like in a chat with other with with other sex workers that you would have every single type of person in there because it's like all you have in common is your job, not right, like your politics or anything like that. And when all you have in common is your job, you know, people it's- get wild. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> It just feels like a job that's, you know, so shit upon by the government that we should at least be a little bit left leaning. Yeah, somewhat. But a lot of people see the left as like with the government. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't. They think that we're the ones that do the government, which stupid. 
Yeah, it's stupid, but I'll bet you there's a ton of like libertarian. I'll bet you if she started talking to libertarians in the, in this Dom chat, it would be mostly libertarians. And they would just be like, I think what I do should be legal. And that's all I care. That's like it, basically. You yeah. know, if what I did was legal and I could make my living off of it, then tell the left to stay out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know? sure. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it just because that's how I was for a period of time, you know, it, like we really it's hard to explain that to those people, you know. Mm hmm. That and just, you know, I'm Polly, so I live with one of my partners and then another of my partners lives five miles away and I haven't seen him in a month and he's unable to apply for unemployment because the website's broken, which you guys talked about earlier. It's just crap upon crap upon crap. Are you in Florida? I want to go out and play. No, uh, Michigan. So Michigan's <clears throat> unemployment website is broken. We're going to have to get, I wish mm -hmm. we had like the MSNBC like live map where we could just light up place, light up states where the, the unemployment website is broken. For real. <laughs> I'm sure it's most of them because like the other caller was saying, they want to keep the numbers down. They don't want everyone to know that we're at like 30% or something crazy. Yeah, discourage people. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Um, where can we get more of your stuff? Oh, first, I wanted to ask you guys one, two things. Okay. Uh, do you prefer Twitch or Patreon subscribers? We, um, Patreon, we bought into very early. You also get, you get more stuff through Patreon than you do from Twitch. Yeah. Right? Okay. I would say, because you get the bonus audio with Patreon. Yeah, Patreon right. has the option to offer a lot more. Um, Twitch is something that I've never really tried to uh, make money from. Because we have Patreon, it would seem weird to charge people like $5 a month or $10 a month for a subscription and then go and stream and say, like, give me money for streaming. Um, but we do have people that have subscribed on Twitch for stuff. I would like to get it going more. I'm, I don't know. I, I just need more time with it. But Patreon is a great way to deliver stuff to people. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, NSFW pages that like I interact with and that follow the page, like that, uh, you know, have subscribers and everything. Cool. I'll look into it. Cause I'm subscribed on Twitch. So I was wondering if I should switch over to Patreon. Sounds like probably. Yeah, well, you I don't get, know how to get the money off Twitch. To be honest, I've never gotten money off Twitch. Yeah, you'll get the bonus. I mean, the main reason to do Patreon is because you get a whole bunch of extra episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you get a whole extra bonus stuff. feed. Yeah, yeah, you get a whole feed that updates every week with like different weird shit. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> where all the mini series. Too, right? uh, yeah, I have to. I figure that out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, offload that to Brett tonight and he'll set it up <laughs> all right what all right. how to get her on discord she asked me last night and i couldn't figure it out oh i can get you on Discord. yeah, yeah. we'll get you on there sweet thanks for calling oh, thanks Peace. for having me you're welcome Later. you're welcome dear all right we got a pretty bumping queue go. i gotta go uh Excuse break myself. Time? No, uh, we can take this call. I gotta take the call I'll and I'll back. talk to this person. Yeah. Hey, it's Street Fight. What is happening? I gotta know if I'm on. Am hey. I on? Hey, it's Street Fight. Who's yeah, this? Hey, you're on. 
Yo, this is Nick. What's up, Nick? Uh, nothing too much. Um, I've been uh, listening to you guys for a long time, you know? Figured uh, I might try my luck with calling in tonight, you know? Hell yeah. We're here. We yeah. finally got it working oh. again, and we're here, and we're doing the calls. What's going on? Yeah. Well, I uh, was just watching the Firefest documentary on Netflix. <laughs> and, a good uh, one. Hell yeah. Is the uh, Netflix one... Disappoint- is the Netflix one uh, the fuck Jerry one? Yeah, that's the one where they're uh, talking all the fuck Jerry guys. And it's wild just hearing people talk about that group, like, earnestly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. actually taking them serious for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those movies are very, uh, those two movies are both so different. But uh, yeah. that was really some I've not good seen the time. Hulu one. I would, you know, what would be awesome is if they, yeah. uh, just every documentary, they made two of them. <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. Just like get as many different views on each subject as possible through many different lenses. Yes. Yes. That's a very, so this is a smart thing I've come up with where if you make a documentary, the government should fund somebody else to make the documentary. Cause that. <laughs> The best thing about the fire, I think the reason the fire fest has, has such rich lore is that there's two of them by different people. That is right. why, that is why those documentaries are so good. Cause you can be like, you can watch one and watch the other, whichever one you watch first, the second one, you'll be like, Oh, that motherfucker is full of shit. Sure. <laughs> And it's true. I mean, they all are. All those people, just, like, they, they, they screwed the pooch, you know? Yeah. I mean, is the Netflix yeah. one the one where it blames it on the guy that also got busted stealing tickets and shit? Yeah, yeah. They get into that at the end and that, I like, that weird guy. fake credit card or, like, the uh, yes. credit card for elite millennials. Yes, yes. That guy is a fucking carny. Like, I've yeah. never seen so I gotta look that guy up again. Uh, what else are you watching for your quarantine? I'm trying to get as much oh, info because, like, I yesterday came dangerously close to starting either the Star Wars, Star Trek, or James Bond series. And, like, I oh, don't think man. I'd like any of those things. But it's just, like, I need something to fucking watch, you know? So I'm yeah. asking everybody. Yeah. yeah, so, like, I don't really watch, like, series so much, but... I've been, like, going back through the Mad Max movies. Obviously, oh. you know, classic. This is the perfect time to watch. Yeah, they're wonderful. Uh, they're so good. I mean, yeah. and that's another that's another one where you just got pieces of steel rocketing through the desert. Yeah, I got to watch those. Yeah. That's it's an like action movie I haven't seen. of every other what? movie. <laughs> really, mister? I've seen every action movie. I've seen Fury Road, though. You didn't see the original Road Warrior? Yo. I didn't see him. Dude, it's the best. Yeah. It's a guy fucking fighting a... To save his family. There's nothing better than that fucking story. That's favorite kind of movie. That's the best story yeah. ever. That's what I go to bed every single night. I imagine that my family is in duress and I kill the person that was causing that and then I go right to bed. That's being <laughs> the a dad. The first one's motorcycles, the second one's cars. It's awesome. It's badass. Yeah. I do love motorcycle tricks yeah. too. I love motorcycle yeah, stunts. There's fire weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that when I get home. I never watched it. It was just never even in my mind. To you got to do it, Brian. Yeah. You got to do it. I mean, I had a hell of a time watching Fury Road. I thought it was pretty good. The old ones, though, they do just hit different in that it's so practical. 
It's it's like what I said about the original Halloween. It's really scary. Like when someone takes a scene and they put a whole bunch of Instagram lenses all over it and you have these like film students study the direction and the mathematics behind it, it's way different than seeing a slatted door with a butcher knife just raggedly <laughs> running back and forth. Like that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in any sort of extra hue. There's going to be extra sound effects. Just a knife under the door and someone trying to stab their way through it is like, makes me step back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like I said, I mean, the Mad Max is the same way. The first one is like, so that one car, I mean, you're just, oh, it's so good. I'll watch it. I, I'll probably watch it tonight, actually. Aren't those short movies? What was that car? Was that a Charger? Uh, it's the Ford V8 Falcon, I think it is. Oh, it's a Ford Falcon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I yeah, should watch I also that. watched a uh, Taxi Driver tonight. That's wow, you're going in. Good. You're going into dark guy territory. Yeah, dude. you're yeah. really like yeah, I'm, something like it. You know, dude. I'm actually absolutely. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I took like three hits of acid on Thursday, and by the end of the night, I was ready to die. Like I was just like, we need to go all the way on this thing. Like oh, I'm, Jesus. I'm done. I'm absolutely done voting for people. I just want to fight for what I believe in like a very serious way. <laughs> like if you believe Fucking in a, Joe dude. Biden more than me, you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So like, here's the thing. Like I got into you guys originally with that minion death cult episode you were on like last year, McBee? the one um, about like uh, toxic masculinity and all that. Uh huh. And like the way I'm seeing it with all the Joe Biden shit, like, you know, that's the most like high level, like demonstration of toxic masculinity, you know? It's like we're being shoved this rapist at us and they're all like, oh, you got to vote for him. You know, we got to get Trump out. But it's like, yo, fuck this dude. He's like abused his interns. He's been like weird and handsy towards everyone. Like, you know, and everyone's I mean, just and like turning the blind eye. And that yeah. makes me sick and it pisses me off. You know, the Barack Obama presidency is what radicalized me. I do not want another fucking dose of it. And I don't think the guy that. The only thing he did was that he set up the three strike. The best thing he did was he set up the three strikes situation with drug charges in the eighties. And then in 2012, he reversed them. And that was the most impressive thing that he's done in his fucking career. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's sick. He, he, he's a reason that he's a, a main reason we have a mass incarceration problem. He's the, you know, drugs. He doesn't believe that weed should be legal. So he's we're never not been get right. him to knock the war yeah. on drugs down. It's stupid. Be, it's what it's most frustrating is that the people that call themselves woke are not caught up in anything because this is what has led us to the point where we are. Yeah, these are the people Those that people have been have no the policies. They have no stakes in the game. They are not directly affected by like the way or the consequences of these things being rolled out. And the, and they're the ones that have that have let it happen. They're the ones that have yeah. not been radical enough. Like that's the problem is that they have tried to make it a centrist thing. They've tried to do some meritocracy on it or do means testing, and they just have the people in poverty have been dug deeper and deeper. It's the same thing like we're talking with this bailout. You know, there, there are certain people that aren't going to get fucking bailed out. You know, the, all of us right. that have our paperwork together will get our money, but we also have enough money to keep our paperwork together. So we, you know, we didn't need right. it as desperately as some of the other folks. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's we're a all just in incredibly weird shape. Yeah, we're 
Everything is fucked right now, Brett. You know what? You're on the right path. Just imagine yourself taking your thumbs and shoving into someone's eye sockets. And as long as you're comfortable with that, you're ready to move to the next part of the process. Uh, hey, you said it, man. I know. You know it. And I said this. I said, I was saying like, so today the, Demo the, the DSA said we are not going to endorse Joe Biden, right? And some weird... <laughs> Like people would just start yelling, I'm okay, fine. Then you're voting for Trump. And it's like, no. Why would a socialist organization yeah. endorse Joe Biden? He's he, like, he fucking helped make the bankruptcy law where now we can't file yeah. for bankruptcy. You know, like, he, yeah, he's done nothing but hurt working people since he's been in office. You no, know? I mean, the, the thing was, yeah. we had our shot. Bernie was a shot, and uh, that was the one that to double down on and, and go all in. He was an 11. He was an 11 in blackjack. You have to go for it. And uh, now that that's not there, there's no reason to, to focus on the Democratic Party anymore. They totally left us behind, exactly. and they showed us that they're not interested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and I just start thinking about like, look, I'm glad this whole organization thing happened, but maybe we can focus that sort of thing on figuring out how to become, I don't know what I'm saying, but like the amount of money we gave to him for this campaign could have been like something else, you know? And like, I, I agree that it's gotten a lot of people activated, but I'm curious to see how many of those people are still activated in two years. Yeah. And uh, also, it looking back on it now, I feel like we saw it happen in 2016. So I kind of feel like, okay, so it happened in 2016. We thought it wasn't going to happen in 2020, and it did happen. So we can't, in 2024, we can't focus yeah. all of our energy towards No that. more going back to the Democratic Party. Yeah. I think that this is the moment yeah. when we've been kicked off the edge, and I think we have to find our own way at this point. There's nothing left for us with them at all, and we have enough of a thing going that they're annoyed, and we have enough of a, uh, we have enough of a movement happening that we make the news. So I say it's time for us to develop our own way um, that crushes the Democratic Party. Yeah, seriously. And I mean, like, I've lived in other countries as well, right? And it's like the main one, like Austria, like that's where I spent the most time. They have like fucking like five parties that regularly turn up in like the highest levels of leadership. So yeah, it's I just mean, like, why are people so fixated on this binary of just like, you know, oh, they're blue or they're red? It benefits it benefits the people in power. They, they're always going to be invited to the parties and get to, to live off the rest of us. So we have to, we have to now move outside of them and, and create our own thing or, or, you know, I mean, sidestep the Democrats at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, political parties yes, are not a guarantee. That's the thing is that the constitution does not say that, you know, we're guaranteed to have Republicans and Democrats. So if we can outpace them and make a, a do some real fucking damage on them, you know, I, the the unfortunate part is that Bernie Sanders isn't going to to try to rally people into, you know, being a real threat to the Democrats. But, you know, yeah. they're like, that was my complaint with Bernie. He was like too nice. He is a nice guy when he should have like tripled down, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, we we uh, yeah. but, but that's we get another in trouble because we did. No. 
in 2000 we talked about this way back in 2008 too you know what i mean oh or in 2012 we were like you know obama said he's gonna do all this stuff he didn't do it i don't believe him you know what i mean i i i'm not i don't trust him in 2012 and i didn't vote for him in 2012 right and uh um i was fooled by him and I realized I was fooled uh, I, the first time, right? Like I thought I was getting a certain thing the first time that I didn't end up getting. So I felt like I knew who he was. And I think that we knew who Bernie Sanders was before we were going to run. And I think he's a fucking very principled guy. I think he's like kind. I think his heart's in the right place. And he has the exact temperament of somebody that if I had to have a leader, that's the kind of temperament I would want in somebody who was fighting for me. You understand what I'm saying? But we yeah. also knew that he wasn't going to hit hard. No, he plays he by the rules. He doesn't do that. He calls himself you know? a Democrat. He's a Democrat. Yeah. Well, you have to if you're running for the president. But Sure. But I'm just saying, I mean, that's that neuters him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It makes you play part of the game. But I think we knew what we were getting. Like, I, I see a lot of people blaming him. And I'm like, nah, no. I mean, you knew what candidate yeah. you were getting for president. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, it's up to us now. I mean, all I hope, I, as time goes on, I mean, life is long, longer than we ever want it to be. But um, it, uh, it, like, now is the time everybody's been kicked in the teeth. I think that enough history has played out to the point where we don't have to get suckered into trying to do Democrat stuff anymore. This is a great way to, to, to terminate our relationship with them. Mm. yeah i i am fully on board with that man well thanks thanks for calling in i i truly appreciate it do you yeah. have like a um a twitch or a twitter or anything you want to shout out uh not really no i'm a social worker so i try to like keep most of my stuff Smart. like it's anonymous yeah. as possible. <laughs> all right well have a good evening but, yeah. thank you for calling hey, you too you yeah. know there is a kind of freedom to being able to go back to uh pre-20 you know to go back to hating the Democrats, like to, it feels good to not finally have not have to, to pretend to shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally not pretend like I care about the election of the United States fucking yeah. president because it's, uh, it's always it fucked is... me every single time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels nice to just be back to like, ah, fuck that guy and fuck that guy. Yeah, there isn't anybody I like. In I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah, there isn't anybody I and, like, and in it this isn't thing. our fault. It's Joe Biden's fault. Yep. Joe Biden is in charge of the amount of votes that he gets. Nobody else is. Nobody else besides Joe Biden is in charge of how many votes he gets. Yeah. Well, he doesn't deserve our vote. He was. They said he's doing overtures to the Bernie uh, people. And he's one of not. them was, uh, listen, he came out with the uh, three things he's going to do. I can't remember the third one, but one of them was... Uh, College debt forgiveness for people of certain income levels. Yes, lower, yeah. But means tested, yes. of course, because it has to be means tested. And then the other one is fucking, you can get Medicare for all when you're 60. It's like, that's not like at all what we were asking yeah, for. As, like, that doesn't match anything that we believed. So the next pandemic that comes when we lose our jobs, we're going to lose our health care under the Joe Biden plan. I don't fucking care about that. That's no different than what I have today under Trump, except for that he sucks at being cool as the president. Yeah. That's I the agree. only thing he doesn't offer me. All right. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's start. We, we got, got five in the queue. We're coming back to you every single one. So stay on the line. I know you've been there for a while. Uh, we're Street Fight Radio. Uh, 
we got somebody that sent this in all the way from, well, Shanghai, China. This is uh, Isolate by Kill Hamster. You can find them at killhamster.bandcamp.com. Hope they're not serious with that name. I'm not into that shit at all.
Thanks for tuning in to Street Fight tonight. It's Sunday, time for the call-in show. We got enough left in the queue to finish us up, so show up next week, Sunday, from 9 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. We're taking your calls. That music that you heard during the break was by Kill Hamster. You can find them at killhamster.bandcamp.com. The name of the album is Isolate, I-S-O-L, the number eight. So please support them, and if you have... Music that you make uh, and you want to send your band camp, just DM us at Street Fight WCRS on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or send an email to streetfightradio at gmail.com. We'll get your stuff played on the show. Thanks for tuning in. 
so far, so good. I'm loving the Colin show right now. I think it's been uh, fucking fantastic. I missed it. Because this is our only contact with the audience. Now. Yeah, and it's great to check in with people and hear from folks that, you know, regulars. And uh, last week we were down. We got to hear Alex. We haven't talked to Alex since probably I know. not too long ago. She's, t- she's, a, she's a dear friend. She's the best. Show. She's just the coolest person. She's from Pittsburgh, too. I mean, that's why she's cool. She's pitched articles. Just letting you know, she's pitched articles about us to major publications. And they were too hot to handle. We Well, they said we're niche. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? On the phone, I pressed the button. Uh-oh. Talk to me. We hear you. We can hear you. I heard him move. Was it a skeleton? I think it's a skeleton, dude. Hello. Hello? Hi, can uh, you hear me? Oh, hey, yeah. Oh, you, you, have you, flesh, you have flesh on your bones. You. Oh, hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, okay. Am I, am I good now? Yeah, yeah you sound, sound great. great. We hear oh, you. Sound awesome. better than a skeleton in a coffin. Oh, man, I was worried for a second. I was hanging on for a while. What's up, guys? Um, uh, my name is Charles. Uh, I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. How's it going in Brooklyn? Uh, you know, it's, it's going, I, uh, you know, I'm big fan of the show. I've been listening to a long time. I saw you guys at Littlefield, uh, last time you were here. Uh, and I've always wanted to do the Colin show, but I actually, I've always worked Sunday, uh, uh-huh. until now. So, uh, um, yeah. still working, but uh, I, I'm off on Sundays now. So a lot of extra free time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm an essential worker, but we are doing uh three 12 hour shifts now. Now my job isn't essential but it's essential you know what i mean so i am a uh, doorman uh in manhattan so wow that's a, kind like, of a uh that's got to be a hard one there the essential doorman rich yeah the essential doorman all the rich people they need you know they need us to uh really do nothing honestly yeah they'd like uh, to see you yeah i mean they're honestly uh my building is at like less than half capacity yeah. at this moment i think a lot of everyone's right yeah, a lot of people are leaving New York, right? Yes, yeah. we've had over the last month, man, we packed out so many people. And that's, you know, what we do. We just, like, pack, take people's shit out of their cars, bring it back inside, and vice versa. And basically, anyone that had a house, and there are a lot of people in my building that do, um, they left when they could. So, basically, the only ones left are uh, people who don't have houses. We have some doctors in the building and, and elderly people. And there's nothing going on. So there's like, you know, it's, it's just like you go to work and there's like nothing happening. But yeah. uh, I, do, I do have some complaints. So okay. uh, we'll get to that. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have two stories. And, I, you know, I don't want to take up everyone's time. So if, uh, you know, we can't get to one of them, it's, it's all good. I have one story complaining about a tenant in the building and, and one about a, a sad story about like, one of my coworkers who uh, is getting uh, into uh, conspiracy about this. So, okay, who would you I guys hear prefer to hear? Now, I want to hear both <laughs> of them now. Just go for it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll start uh, with the tenant. So, you know, I work there in my building. It's a twenty-four hour service. So there's someone there at all times. And actually, I work two uh, graveyard shifts during the week. Okay. And as this stuff was going on. Um, you know, I'm going my, we're still a normal routine. I mean, the world is kind of breaking down around us in New York, but 
we're still working as if, you know, nothing has happened and I'm there at night and, uh, there's not, no one's, no one's going out. I get a call from uh, one of the tenants and, uh, she's just like, Hey, uh, you know, we're, we're having a, uh, a doctor do a home visit tonight. So you can just like let him in. I was like, okay, you know, I'm immediately like, oh, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't sound too great, but okay. So the doctor comes, go on. Your job is is front desk at a a building? No, he's a doorman. So my job, I I work in a residential building. It's a residential co-op. There's over 70 units, 60, 70 units in the building. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a co-op. They have a board um, and, uh, they, you know, it's a 24 hour service. So there's no desk, but there's someone at attendance at all times yeah. in my building. Yeah. So like I said, uh, I get this call, the doctor comes and I bring the doctor up to the apartment and, uh, about a half hour later, an ambulance showed up. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh, uh, no. no, I'm like, Oh God, this is, uh, this is not good. They, they start getting their stuff together. They put on their PPE and they come in and they're like, "Hey, you're going to want to step back. Uh, this this uh, patient has COVID." Uh, so this happened in like you know March, right as this stuff was breaking, and I I started to freak out. This is like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. When was this? Uh, they take. I'm sorry. What? What date? When was this? This was in March. Right? You know, this was in March. Like probably, I guess, like mid March when this was all happening. When this was like, so yeah. Uh, they went upstairs and then they came back. I didn't have a mask. I didn't have gloves. We didn't have anything yet in my building. And uh, he came down with the, the patient. It's the doctor. He lives in the building. Um, he was like, you know, okay. He was in a wheelchair. They took him out in a surgical mask and, and they left to the, for the hospital. So now I'm freaking out. Obviously, I don't want to go in the elevator. Um, I don't know like what to do. I tried calling my boss. He didn't answer. I finally got, uh, there's a president of the board who was in the building. I got him. He got me a mask and I cleaned up as best as I could and tried to remain calm until I, uh, was able to leave that, that morning. Yeah. Right. Not great. That's not even like the bad, part. <laughs> that's not even the bad part. Um, so I, I freaked out and I was able to go home a little earlier than normal. My, my shift ends at eight in the morning, but I went home at seven. I go home, I just like t- took everything off, took a shower, and I went to bed. That's like what I normally do anyway. Um, and I, I, my coworkers were texting me. He came back. The doctor came back from the hospital like not too long after, like a few hours after that whole thing happened. Yeah, after he getting came taken in out a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. He came back in a taxi. They were like, he came back in a taxi, and I guess he doesn't have it. So we were all like, oh, okay, I guess he doesn't have it. It was a false alarm, you know? And then some of my coworkers are kind of riffing on me. They're like, oh, you said he had it. I was like, that's what the, that's what the paramedics told me, right? Right. So word kind of got around the neighborhood that someone had COVID in our building. And then some of the tenants found out. And we really didn't see the doctor for the next few days he was kind of cooped up in his apartment and we kind of wondered like other than he actually that night, he didn't go out to a restaurant. Right. Okay. After this whole thing happens, he goes out to a restaurant. You got to celebrate. Um, I mean, you thought you had coronavirus yeah. and then you don't, you got to go celebrate. Exactly. Right. 
Um, and I didn't really see him because just, you know, with the way the shifts are right now, uh, his schedule, my schedule didn't meet up, but some of my other coworkers were telling me, like, he's been coming in and out of this building. He looks like crap. This was like days afterwards. He looks like crap. He's been coughing. He didn't even have a mask on. Um, so we were all kind of wondering, you know, did he, did he actually have COVID? We didn't really know. Um, and you know, I didn't think anything of it other than what, what else is happening right now. And, uh, a few days ago, he called the building. He's like, Oh, Hey, uh, can you guys like, uh, hold my mail? I'm not going to be in New York for a few months. And they're like, okay, sure. I wrote up a, we, we hold people's mail all the time. We're holding all the people's mail at this point. No problem. Hung up the phone. I told my other coworker about it. And then he was like, Oh yeah, by the way, my other coworker, he was like, uh, he did have COVID because one of the other tenants in the building confronted him about it. And he said, Oh yeah, I do. I did have it. So he had it the entire time and, uh, didn't tell anyone lie to us actually. And was walking around with, uh, coronavirus. <laughs> Just trying to power his way through it. Just trying to, de- I guess so. Yeah. Denial his way out of it. Like, no, I'm a doctor. I don't have it. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's like a retired doctor, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he was like, no, I don't have it. Um, yeah. So that, that pissed me off. Cause that was just, I mean, he, he had it and he didn't, he didn't, he lied, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. How early? So that was pretty early on in the thing though. Right. Yeah, it was pretty early on uh, when this stuff started starting popping off. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think maybe early on people didn't. I don't know. They they like if they did get it, they thought that like, well, I'm one of the only people that has it, so it's not a big deal. And then right. after a while, we're like, ooh, I wish I would have told everybody that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess I haven't seen him at this point in over two weeks, so. If he, he didn't infect me, you know, but still, uh, you would think he would like, he didn't really make an effort to tell anyone that he had it. He like, he lied to us. He like directly lied to us. So yeah, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> yeah, that stupid. Sucks, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's really the, that's the part of this that we have to understand is like the people that be respond that are responsible about it are just doing it because everyone else is being irresponsible about it. So we're, we're yeah. the ones that are flattening the curve from the, the stupid asses that think it's all a hashtag COVID hoax. Well, that leads me actually into my second story about my, my coworker. I'm ready. I'm who, ready. Uh, this is, I'm interested. Is he a Bill Gates okay. guy? Is it Bill Gates? Um, well, honestly, it's kind of all over the place. And the, okay. the scary part to me is um, we're the same age. We're, you know, young, we're in our late twenties. Um, but he has delved into the QAnon conspiracy. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. lot of Is questions, he, right? I have. I, I there's a lot know, of questions. Yeah, there's two different types of people that get into this stuff. Is he one of the guys that says, "Hey, I don't, I don't really believe this shit"? You know, I've just been reading a lot about of it, and I think a lot of it's very interesting. That's how I my think that, that's it. But he he is he is following Q people on Twitter and like retweeting stuff. Yeah, I mean, my brother in law would do that too. My brother in law is very much a, is very much like me and him will be arguing, and I'll say like, so how do you know it's happening, but nobody else knows? Like, what has made it so you pierce the veil 
that I I can't see? What is it that what is it that and he'll be like, I don't really believe this stuff or nothing. I just I read it and I find it really interesting and uh, all my points tie back to it. You know, like they don't yeah. they can retweet and and the coworkers just probably really thinking like. Well, this is just, I'm just being silly. You know, I'm just, I'm, I, I mean, this is a good point, but, uh, you know, I don't really believe this stuff. That's what you got to hope well, for, at least. I hope so, but he is still not wearing a mask at work. Of so. course. Of course. He's I mean, not wearing a mask. Did you and he ask, lives in the Bronx. What's the, what's and their, he rides the subway. So what's their spin on it, though? His spin on it is that there's not that many. He's he's linked me articles of uh, there's not that many people in the hospital. Okay, it's a hoax. He thinks it's a direct hoax, which is it's mind-boggling to me because like we are in the middle of it. We are in the worst hit place in the world now. Has he taken? I don't the, understand how you can. The, all I want here's what I need to confirm. I guess because I am not there. Uh, do they really sure. have a hospital in the middle of Central Park right now? I believe they are building some stuff in Central Park. Uh, I have an uncle who works construction, and he's building stuff in Long Island. Um, they're building hospitals. Yeah, I've seen so pictures of. They're I still mean, building hospitals. I've seen it on the news. I mean, it looks like it's already down there. It looks like an episode of Mash. Yeah. Uh, so, I I don't know what that. I mean, to be in the mid in the thick of it like that. I mean, here in Ohio, we had we our our governor acted very quickly, and exactly we're yeah. not meeting the projections at all. They they projected that right. we would have about sixteen hundred cases by now a day, and we're having three hundred at the most. So we've yeah, done really I mean, you did a much better job than New York. I mean, for all this praise that Cuomo is getting, him and De Blasio waited two weeks too late to even start doing anything. Right, they locked down the day before we did, though. So did they? Yeah, they did. But they should have been locked down way before we were. Exactly, because there was more exactly. of it there than you know. Just even like international travel to Ohio isn't like sure as much as New York, you know. Yeah, so I it, it just makes it, it, I, I don't understand it, you know. I'm, I'm and we're having arguments at work, uh, you know. Not only coronavirus stuff, but then he, he got into the Q stuff, and then he he got into the uh, uh, Obama wasn't born in America stuff, and that's kind of where I lost it. We had a little bit of a shouting match on a Dude, on Thursday about it. Once he did that, here's what we we gotta fucking we have to get people for us. We have to say that coronavirus is a hoax to stop Bernie Sanders from working for, for the rest of us. We have to adopt this stuff for ourselves. Where is the explanation that Donald Trump is using coronavirus to steal the next election? Why can't we give this like a left-wing slant? Like it, it just I always yeah. goes in that direction. We need to be coming up with a lot of very inventive ideas on how this stuff is being used against us. And we need to put them all on Instagram so that we can yeah. grab those people that are following the COVID hoax hashtag. Exactly. And I, I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw that Lee Fang article from, I think yesterday. I mean, the Trump administration is already using this to, they're talking about deploying uh, police officers and military person, retired military person, veterans to polling locations in November, I guess, to make sure they're safe. Yeah. Um, to, to that's pretty frightening. Enforce social distancing at the barrel of a gun. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I don't understand how, uh, yeah, we really need to come up with something. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand with this guy and he's, he's even, you know, I've gotten him to donate. He's donated to Bernie before he was sympathetic yeah. to it. Um, I got him to, uh, he donated and he signed up for a mailing list. I mean, so I thought he was going on the right track and then he just fell right into right wing conspiracy. He linked me an article from Breitbart about, uh, about CBS news using, um, footage from Italian hospitals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I also saw, you know, people complaining that they were using, uh, footage of dummies and stuff that it wasn't real people. Yeah. Um, so here's what I here's what I have you know now that you're you're putting this all out there I think that the way to combat this has to be an info dump like you have to you have to go on like a 90 second screed on how Bernie Sanders the entire corporate elite is trying to stop Bernie Sanders and leftists and working people you have to just like throw as much information as possible because that's all they're interested by like these people's these people's attention is very fleeting so you have to run in with a whole bunch of facts about um the way that that like they fucked over uh working people over the last few decades and and like really just cram in every little nonsensical piece of information as you can because that's what impresses these people the most you know yeah, I, I guess so. You know, it's uh, like, you know, he even we, when we were discussing this on Thursday, he was even like, you know, I, you know, I like Bernie and I thought his ideas were good. But, uh, you know, the establishment was never going to let him have the nomination. And yeah. you got to feel a lot of <laughs> these not people, wrong. This is like Alex Jones people. They want to feel persecuted constantly. They want to feel like yeah. everything's against them all the time. And that every day their existence is like flying in the face of the status quo. So you have to kind of build some sort of conspiracy theory against Bernie Sanders for him to latch on to. That's a good idea, actually. That's my yeah. that's that would be my route. I, I would try that. I would just really try to throw as much as you can at him and see what sticks. Yeah, I you know I I hope so. I don't know. I think I, I'm going to try to like avoid talking about this. I mean, that's the thing. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's probably it's better. I wouldn't. I, I don't recommend you bring it up again. But yeah, no, I'm <laughs> going to try not to. But if he if he brings it up, how can I? How can I? Not, like, if he's going to say, I, I told him, like, if you're going to say something stupid to me, man, we're going to like have an argument about it. Sure, I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's right. That's great. No, that's, you know? I mean, you should have those yeah. circumstances with everybody that you know, and every anyone that can't deal with it, like, can just disappear yeah and i said i you know i worry for you i worry for, he's got kids and he's got a family and i'm like you you ride you're riding the train the trains are not running normally you know they're on a limited schedule because like everything like everyone the mta has been hit the mta workers are i, I have family in the mta they, they've had workers who have died of course so everything is running slow so trains are packed sometimes i went home one day Last week, uh, and a four train from from the Bronx coming going downtown was was packed full of people, man. It, at like you know, rush hour. Yeah, crazy. It is. It's, crazy. It's, it's wild out there. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for calling yeah. in and giving us the thanks, report. Man. 
from the center of the podcasting universe, Brooklyn, New York. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. We appreciate it. Have Take a care. good one. Call yeah. back. You too. I will. I will. I want to hear about your crazy ass coworkers. I like that. I like having a weird coworker. I like I mean, having a coworker that's like a if, as long as rails. as long as they'll listen to you. I that's what I've always respected. Like if someone throws the craziest right wing conspiracies at me, as long as I can throw the craziest left ones right back at them, I feel like we're on even ground. You know, I don't feel that. I don't feel like it's my duty to convince them, but as long as I can say what I want without them, you know, throwing a fucking fit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You want to jump on this call? Yeah, let's get it. A couple more to go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yo, it's your boy Weed Waffles. What's up, Weed Waffles? How you doing? Nothing much. Just hanging at my dad's house. It's basically an effort for him to make sure I don't go completely mad. I've he's basically had me like let me crash at his house so I can just he can just drop me back off at his at my uh, place. Because to give you an idea of the geography of the area in which I live, basically my dad lives in Bath. So to give which you know, seeing everyone probably figured out I'm black, so. They're both like, where was your dad living back? It's like, long story. But anyway, I'm out here, so I'll cut to the main point. Bath, Michigan? Uh, number one, when I heard you say, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I live in East Lansing. My dad lives in Bath. So if anyone knows the geography, it's like, why would he go that far? It's like, where I live in East Lansing compared to Bath is like maybe a 10, 15-minute drive. So it's not far. Okay. But anyway, I'll cut to the main I'll cut to the main point. Number one, when I heard... Your previous caller talk about uh, honeybake ham and industrial um, industrial kitchen. Because I am currently going through a severe amount of chapo brain poisoning, because I'm currently listening from like episode, what is it, 23, and I plan to listen all the way to the Hillary episode that was recently put out, uh-huh. which if anyone's doing the math on this, like, good God, that's a lot of, how long hey. have you been listening? It's like, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to a so, lot of stuff. Because too, I'm so... so. So to suffer, because I'm suffering that my brain immediately, as soon as I thought of that, I heard all those things. My brain immediately thought of a shirtless um, uh, Scott Walker taking a blowtorch to a ham while do host plays in the background. Don't think about that. Just work with me on the bit. Now, on to the next point. Um, Scott Walker was the guy that... Agree that, or disagree? That he got, Scott Walker got in trouble for taking ham sandwiches to work, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, that was... You gotta understand, shit. considering where I live in America... Yeah, considering where I live in America... Um, I'm not next to Wisconsin, but I encounter enough people from Wisconsin, either just being in Michigan or if I go to like Chicago to visit my family, eventually you will run into some like Wisconsin people. Like, yeah, I mean, that was bullshit like, though. The way they came after like, him over ham and cheese sandwich, because that is like what the majority of people are eating for lunch. They're eating two of those. Joe Lunchpail eats that. That's what they I mean, eat. I still eat a peanut butter and jelly almost every single day of my life. And I guess that would probably be laughable to somebody on the internet. I mean, I'll laugh at that. Please don't. 
fucking. Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like a good. I don't think it's like a good joke, but it's like, you know, if you, it, it's like a, it's like in a fighting game. You're not gonna win doing like light hits the whole time, but if you need to like break the break up their bullshit so you can actually like combo the shit out of them, it's a good start. Sure, you know what I mean. It's, it's a, a build good strategy. Up. Like, so it's a combo break. Yeah, so that's. Get you nah, on the way. I don't know about about get you on the way to a combo uh, breaker about Killer Instinct. I no, I don't know about Killer Instinct. I have literally watched people uh, in comp, in Killer Instinct get the first hit, and for like, and I've watched the clock for the next six minutes. I have watched someone just beat the other person down. It's like because this happened at anime convention but that's another story so basically at one point i made everybody laugh and it broke made him lose his concentration i yelled out stop stop he's already dead (laughs) so and that that ended the six minute combo no it's just a little joke oh yeah on the end of it brett yeah because it was basically somebody played his work in and they were just Kicking oh, the yeah. dog shit out of the other guy. More of a saber wolf or so, cinder guy. Myself, anyway, getting fall gore. Yeah. So anyway, getting to the next point. Uh, speaking of Chapo brain poisoning. Okay. Over under. How long should should civil unrest begin in uh, New York? What's the over under before Felix starts walking around or at least doing IG lies while dressed like Big Boss from Metal Gear? <laughs> I think uh, those guys are doing really good, actually. Felix seems as happy as I've ever spoken spoken to him. My my like, wife is a huge introvert, and she says this is the best time of her life right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felix I, is the same oh, no. way. Yeah. Oh, no, I believe it. I'm just saying he's going to probably start trying to, like, cheer everybody up by basically co- doing, like, light cosplay. Like, he doesn't even have to do the whole full costume. Just just wear, like, a kafaya and an eye patch, and he'd pretty much get the whole look down. I'm going to pass that along to him <laughs> and see if he'll do it. So, all right. I just want to see if he ever does that. Also, speaking of stuff, I, uh, ideas, did you, did you guys read the um, email I sent you recently about the whole Darius situation? No, I didn't. I'm BP. sorry. Where did you send it to? Emails. The website? Okay, just e- to give you a hint. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I sent it through the website. Yeah, I have, mm-hmm. it fl- I have it flagged, but it usually takes me about four to six weeks to respond to emails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's serious. <laughs> four to six weeks? Good lord, Good lord, man. You're worse than the IRS. This anyway, is electronic back, mail. The- I treat it like regular mail. Eh, whatever. But anyway, the cut to the main point of that, um, the email I sent you, basically the part of that was I was saying, hey, I'm still working on the Plex server. I was going to try and log you guys into. I'm just in the middle of beta testing, which part of the way I've been able to like get people to possibly beta test for me independently in an act of benevolent um, social defiance, I have decided to, you know, test this whole like um, um thing they have out here about you know you have, you can't walk around without a face mask face mask and you get fine in an act of defiance not only have i decided to go like you know get some food and groceries passed around to some of my neighbors who i know are very much not going to be able to grow get some groceries i've done so while not wearing a face mask but wearing a custom kafaya i got that had the ypp logo on it Ah, yeah. 
I'm wearing a painter's mask. N95, though. So, I am N95, though. Yeah, I'm just wearing I'm just wearing that one around. It's like let's let's see if I'd be after this. Yeah. <laughs> like it, was, it was like why would you wear? It was like why would you wear that? It was like look, it's either this one or I wear the bandana I have that says F12 on it, and I'm not about to test my luck right now. Yeah, so, people are wearing bandanas a lot here. A lot of bandanas in Columbus. I had a, I I doubled up Outlaws. on my bandanas. I look tight as hell. Yeah, cowboy cool. shit. It is cool. I'm I'm gonna probably get a bandana now and do that. It's better than the, and I have an N95 mask though, so I figure I should use that. Weed we yeah. waffles. I I, I not, wouldn't speak so candidly with anybody else but you. But like, as a black man, going out in a mask, that how does that fucking feel? Like like that making that decision. Uh, if I had to describe it. And this is me giving you guys some cheap heat for to your hometown. It's like this is probably the emotional equivalent that to if I got my like wish that I had when I was 15 years old and like got to like you know have sex with Sarah J, who's from your town, by the way. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty much what it feels like. It's like, well, clearly I'm not gonna get any pussy for a while, so I guess this is how I'm gonna get my blood hot for the time being. Well, hey, you know, you're looking cool, I bet. So, That's the thing. I so like the face. I, so like the pa- the- I like the painter's mask myself. I think it looks cool as shit. It looks like, like you're doing a very sophisticated heist. It's like you're on a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this motherfucker, he went and no, got no, this it- out of his toolbox, and now he's like a zombie hunter, you know? A zombie hunter. <laughs> No, I'm walking around with a kafaya over my face. I'm wearing like my hat that has the uh, that has like the uh, the Clash logo on it. Um, <laughs> God, I sound like a tanky. Anyway, a little bit, maybe a um, little, but I don't think you are weed waffles. I think you're too fun to be one. <laughs> so I'm out here. So I'm not here like passing out groceries. Yada yada yada. So I'm gonna get to the two main serious things with all due respect. First one, uh, a big fuck you to the Santa Barbara Tax Group Company, and I'll tell you why. For everyone out here who paid, who did, who filed their taxes in 2018 or 19, um, and had to get your car, your refund through their car, word around the campfire, and according to them on their site, I guess because for some reason at first I found out they are saying that they're not going to if you got a uh if you got your check i guess i'm not maybe i'm reading right but if you got your refund through them via card and that's the filing the routing account number they have on file for you yes they're saying they're saying apparently even though that's the only direct deposit they have on your on your return they're saying because it's to us and it's going through them a lot of people they are telling us you're probably going to get a paper check even though they have routing number two green dot bank and i'm like wait a minute does your bank not exist what the hell's going on turns out and this is what apparently a few people found out talking to actual people call center for the few people could Apparently, what's going on is some people are able to get theirs, but only because uh, basically uh, the company that owns Green Dot, the card, who people get the cards through, 
They are being greedy bastards right now in the middle and trying to essentially extort the IRS to giving them a like processing fee for passing these out. Mm. And you're, and you're, and at this point, I, without saying anything um, too inflammatory, I'm just like to say all the people at Santa Barbara tax group, I just like to say, should the revolution happen, I'm not going to say put them in the guillotine. I am simply going to say for everyone here who watches Black Bear, they deserve the white bear treatment. Yes, the white bear treatment. For those of you who get that reference, they deserve the white bear treatment. Now, to the final point, and this is where I'm going to get the, the world grinds my gears so thing out. Green Dot, <clears throat> Green Dot is where you, is that where you got your tax return deposited to last time green dot is green dot they own the card the turbo prepaid tax card green dot is owned by a company called the santa barbara tax group got it which probably so and santa barbara tax group currently saying it but then there's also people on reddit saying posting uh screenshots hey we got our spending so right now i'm kind of going a little bit nuts so this is one of those things where Right now, mentally, I'm somewhere between trying to. I'm I'm somewhere between mentally. I'm somewhere between Arthur Fleck t- d- during the like third half of the Joker and Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. Well, Neither is a, good. That's a bad place. Yeah, to be. you're rocking a hard place. Yeah, so I'm at that point. Now, to get to the point where I want to get through out of there. Now, this is going to be me giving up a little bit of information about myself that'll make me identifiable in real life. I used to write for a weird, you know, weird black reactionary right wing site that's on the internet called um, Onyx Truth. It's a it ties Strong to name. my ties to that, huh? Strong name. Yeah, basically, it's this weird site written by, like, this old reactionary, like, I don't, he's not a boomer, but he has, like, the politics of him. He's basically Gen X because he just turned 40. The guy who runs the site, Gil. I think boomer crosses all all generations. It's a mindset. Well, yeah, I'll give that, but I, but this is where, this is where I'm going to say that this is where I call my final draw, and this is where I finally cut ties with them. This is a guy who is 10 years younger than my own father, but is somehow, my father is somehow way more, at the very minimum, tolerant than this guy. Uh-huh. Basically, the point where I finally had my final straw with him was on, and this is still on YouTube, the, my last time, because either he tip it off or somebody's probably going to report him for doing this, but he does a lot of live streams on there. Uh-huh. Long story short, he has this weird thing of all the like things he constantly brings up in his videos. One thing that has always bugged me and it finally pissed me off when he said it outright was him essentially saying that, and it's pissing me off to say this because it does touch to a personal part of me. He's saying trans women should give, tell off break that they're trans when men try to hit on them. If not, then I don't, that I don't excuse, that I don't feel bad when a man kills them should they Jesus, have sex with whoa. them or try to. Yeah, it's too much. And yeah, you gotta stop that. That's He said that. I didn't. 
Sure. And I said, and I, and I pretty much was in the comments when he made the first post on YouTube, pretty much arguing with them. And everyone in there, I'm going to assume that if they weren't straight up boomers, they were like around his age, like the 40 and up people. And they're all like, and basically they're arguing for because there's another half of this where if you watch the video, he cut to a previous episode of a podcast he did where I was first made my appearance on it because I'd been writing previously. And there's one particular order I wrote for the site that I've long since um, uh, denounced and disavowed that's still on the site. And if you read the comments, if you read quick, short it really quickly, you'll see me saying the comments because it's a few years ago saying, I no longer agree with this. I denounce this. Basically, it was me being in my like angry Intel nerd phase before I figured out, you know, comfort in my standing up for what was right. Well, you got out of it. Exactly. Waffles. You, you, yeah, and, you and the reason, no, this whole reason, I kept, I got into the present day and I've become less and less and less and less and less like the guy I was when I was on that one podcast back in like, I want to say 2017. Now it's like 2020. And I kept saying, if you read the transcript of the comments during the live stream, I kept saying, you keep referencing parts of who I was that you know about me. That is completely out of fucking date. He's like, you don't know anything about women. What do you have to pay on women and trying to get laid when you have? And I was like, and I kept trying <laughs> to say to him, dude, you're referencing my life, my love life from like almost five years ago. It's like now stuff has changed. I learned a lot. And I also learned, hey, and he's like, well, if you were trying to, if you did more like me, which is basically be like a blowhard asshole, you would get more women. And I told him straight yeah. up, I can't be the weird asshole Chad Thundercock guy like you, because in, because simply put in two simple hands, one, just on a macro level, I become the very thing I hate and make things worse around me, which I'm trying to do the opposite of that. Thus the food pass out. And number two, just for me personally, all the women I meet who tend to be into that, like weird, uh, trad wife shit, wanting guys like that are always nuts. It's like, it's like, it's like how I can't, it's like why I look at people and it's like, it's kind of like how I look at people when they say they want to fuck Laura Loomer. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> well, Weed Waffles, it's good to hear you've come out on the other side of this. We yeah, got some you, more calls we got to really get made to. it through <laughs> a precarious situation. I'm glad you made the right decision and that you're on, on the, the right side of history now. Yep, now I'm pretty much stuck at home, you know, doing like naked Tata like the bad guy in Die Hard 2. Oh, okay. Well, we'll catch you next time, buddy. Thanks Peace for calling. Peace. Weed waffles out. <laughs> okay, weed waffles. That was a wild ride. That Always was, one of my a big ride there. I mean, nothing gets me going like a weed waffles call. I mean, I feel alive again. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea where that was going, but I'm glad he found himself on the right side of history. That's that's the way I think. I'm like, well. Sounds like you were pretty bad in the past, but Weed Waffles, I was pretty bad in the past. We so. all were. I mean, yeah. I've not, I've not been an admirable person for for very long. No, <laughs> not even since I started the show. Yeah, I don't really know where that ride went. To tell you the truth, I just was laughing because I was like, "Wow, this is like money subscription." It was funny.
But but yeah, I was sitting there thinking. I was like, I think Weed Waffles is trying to like settle a personal score with somebody on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that's tough. I mean, you're somebody that that like ruminates on things, right? Situations. I'm, I, hey, it's I'm tough. Not... Like you don't want to be associated with it. You you even if you got wrapped up into it or you're a part of it, you want to move beyond it. It's hard to make that disconnect. It's hard to to like create a new. It's hard to create a new identity sometimes, and you do this, like you have to feel like you have to say, like, I hate everything about my old identity. Like I'm a different person. I, yeah, I am real bad about that. I, I don't like, you know, bluegrass anymore or whatever it is. I like bluegrass. <laughs> sure. Everybody thinks I don't like stuff because I don't ever feel like listening to it again. I might well, go back and be like, I'm digging this bluegrass. I just don't want to hear it now. Sure. It got played too much. Of course. You're ready what these... happens is, is every, I'm ready. Give me a second. Okay. What happens is everybody likes the same shit through their whole life. Yes. Right. Like you don't drop anything off. You're just like, you count what you like as what you like now and what you liked 25 years ago or whatever. Yeah. 34 years ago. And for me, it's like, I find as I go through different phases in life, maybe some things that I enjoy at one point in my life kind of falls off and I don't. Yeah. It. Like you think of something about. Like, they don't stick. Yeah. You think about like uh, there was just a time where I was really into Back to the Future, you know? No, really. I was watching that movie all the fucking time. I loved it. And now I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch Back to the Future again. Yeah. It's not important. In my whole life. You were talking about watching Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Brett was... and Jason spent the whole break telling me I need to watch Star Wars now. So I think I am going to watch Star Wars. But I have to give you the full disclosure. Star Wars is something I was obsessed with as a young person and like created my whole identity around it before they started fucking with it. And uh, and loved being a geek about that shit. And I totally gave it up. I haven't even seen seven, eight or nine. And I'm not like watching Rogue One or any of that stuff. Like I'm. I'm tapped out. Like, I don't know how necessary it is, but at the same time, like, I think those first three movies are like one of the best stories ever told. I'm going to watch the movies. All right. I'm doing it. We'll if see. I hate it, I hate it. What are you going to do? Yeah. Give it a shot. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? I got to double click. Hey, uh, this is Beans. Bees? What's up, Bees? Beans. Beans! The Beans! Yes, hot dog man. Mr. Beans. Mr. Beans. You don't... He ate all the hot... He ate the hot... He ate the hot dogs feel roast? Yeah. Beans from the grave. You know what, Mr. Beans? Cable guy. He's following under your tutelage. Are you... Oh, shit! You're a cable guy now? Yeah, I'm actually... uh, My first week where I'm going out by myself is going to be this week. So exciting. So So fucking exciting your first week by yourself. (laughs) Are you a little bit nervous? Uh, I remember I was a little bit nervous that I was going to get to the job and have no idea what to do when the customer tells me their problem. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of that. And then also the fact that I began my training during this whole mess. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. Like, well, I'll yeah, say I, this, I, though. I, Isn't most of your job outside... Like, you're not really supposed to do much indoors? Uh, right now, yeah. Yeah. Um, for, so. for most calls, we, we're only allowed to, like, activate one outlet 
from outside and then we just have to give the customer the equipment and essentially because people don't know how to install cable not to be rude but it's just like here's your shit you don't have to tell me people people stink at it yeah you're gonna get so yeah because Within one year, I want you to call and tell me how much you hate it when people run their own cable from their basement. <laughs> that was the oh. thing that always pissed me off, man. It, it was like these people, these state, these do, DIY dads would be like, oh, I know how to run cable. I'll just do it. And then every part of it would be fucked up and it didn't work. And then they call you out and you're like, they're like, I don't understand why the cable doesn't work. And it's like, because you fucked with it. That's why you don't do that to your electricity. Nobody just goes in and they're like, I'm going to run some electricity over there. They get an electrician to come to their house and I'm run the goddamn electricity and it works. It dry, it, that was the worst feeling, but outside stuff is pretty easy though. I think like, if, if the type of work you do when you go when you're working outside is is actually the stuff I'd rather be doing, you know? Right. Right, I, mean, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good job. Have you enjoyed riding with people and learning from them? Um yes and no. <laughs> um it it's been interesting. I um there's some characters, yeah. I would say, and they'll just put you in a car with any sure. old buddy too. They they just they don't pay any attention to what you look like or what your personality might be or anything. They just you're like you're riding there. I remember they were like you're riding with Tom, and Tom was like this older guy, and uh, I was like I'm riding with Tom. Okay, so I go and I go and get in Tom's car, and he looks at me. He's like, Hey man, do you like country music? And I said no because at the time I didn't. And he was like, a well, too bad, and turned it on and just made me listen to country music all day. <laughs> and he never took a break, not even a lunch. The guy didn't even take a oh, lunch. Oh, no. Yeah, so it just was miserable riding with Tom. Did, did you have some bad ones? Um, Like bad people I've like, ridden with or bad experiences Yeah, like the, or you guys spend all day with a weirdo thing. Um, probably the, the worst experience I've had with like people I'm working with or like I've interacted with that aren't the customer. It wasn't like someone from the cable company. It was someone from a property management company that, um, we needed access to certain units to do our job. And the motherfucker is just like messing around and he seemed to be mysteriously on his way for like three hours and then he said he'd open up all this shit and he didn't but um i guess at least you got to pee on all the toilets because he took so fucking long (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a good i mean i i think like if you did if when you ride with somebody you get a good idea what your day is about and then when you're by yourself you're just like you know it don't it doesn't take long for you to figure out that there's only like six problems that, yeah. that you can have at cable. <laughs> and you feel freedom and you get to listen to what you want to listen to. It's very great. Right. That's so, a, I miss some of that stuff, yeah, for sure. So I wanna say when you ate those hot dogs, since I've I, I don't think we I've talked to you. 
And I want to say that, like, the thing about when you ate all those hot dogs was that you chased it with Mountain Dew. I just thought that was fucking, that was true art right there. <laughs> did you see the cocktail I posted in the group uh, a few weeks ago? I did not. What was it? Let, let's get a recipe for our um, listeners. Yeah, so the, the, the most important thing is, of course, the Mountain Dew. Um, but this time it was Mountain Dew Zero, so oh, none of that, none of that regular shit. <laughs> and zero is better than diet. And then really, diet, I, I love with, diet. So I love diet drinks. It's not too bad. And then I mixed it with like this whiskey that's like aged in Tabasco barrels. And then I stuck a veggie dog through a fork and I plopped it in like a little. I mean. I don't know what the fucking aperitif is because I'm a bit high, but I, that sounds appropriate. Something, I don't know. But yeah. And then there was something else in the picture, but I don't remember. But yeah. I want to, I, here's what I want. Hmm. Wherever you are, I don't know. I don't know what part of the country you're in. I would love Utah. to do. Okay. When we do Utah, I would love you to do guest bartender. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes something like really vile up there. Right. Yeah, you right. You, you got that you we we sent you the celebration roast, right? Did you get that? Um yeah, so you got the I got some you sent me some money on Venmo and I I got one and then there's this uh other one where I had this really elaborate video planned out. And I like parked my car especially for like lighting because it's like nighttime and I still get on my phone. But I don't think I ever did something with that one. One, because my phone died. And two, with the content of the video, I, I was like blackout drunk before I was done with everything. So, but yeah, and then there's this other one I actually posted in the Facebook group that was the one I bought with the money y'all sent. And I, I wasn't able to finish it. Wait, no. God. I guess moral of the story is, um, if you're someone who lives in Utah that's used to like buying like bud, you should be careful when you're vaping on a cartridge from California. <laughs> okay, it happens, yeah. Well, here's what I and think. Then, um, I think that you have a skill that is very rare these days. I think. Really? I do. I do. There aren't people that'll eat stuff out really? there. I don't think so. Who do Folks you know aren't that eating eats? stuff. No, you know what I mean, though. Like somebody that's like, I'll try this gross-ass shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, I eat that every day. Oh, you, you made a whiskey with uh, hot dogs in it? No, I didn't do that. That's what I'm trying to say here. I'm okay. saying, like, somebody that has... I mean, uh, Beans is like the Joker, really, okay. when it comes to eating things. It's like... It feels like... if I feel like... I'm trying to think of what would be good to... When you ate all those hot dogs, it was just a really fabulous video. It really... Because those tofu dogs, already, I think they're gross. So, uh... They deliver. Hmm. So uh, I was very impressed with that. And all I was thinking was like, uh, maybe like, 
I was just thinking of other gross things to try. And then uh, I was I was like, I was thinking what you could do is take some hot dogs and some vodka. Uh-huh. Get it in a blender and just fucking puree that and have like a smoothie. Brian. Brian. Yeah. I've essentially already done that. Um, there's See? this video that me and Larry posted to the group where I got some uh, vegan bologna that I shoplifted from Whole Foods. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos, you mm-hmm. son of a bitch. And um, I put it in a blender with some Tito's and I just knocked it down. So I've I've kind of done that already. Yeah, talking about new shit, dude. You're talking about the old shit he'd already. I'm sorry. Done. I'm sorry. I want to help. Next, level. I like. I feel like this is the type <laughs> of thing that I, I am really into this making. You want to challenge him? No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to challenge anybody. I'm saying that, like personally, I would love to be kept apprised, and also. I would love to know what the next thing, like, it seems like, like we've talked about releasing an album, right? Uh Me and you just releasing an album. If somebody were to be like, Hey, I'm going to do 12 videos with these recipes I came up with and I'm going to eat them and I'll describe it and release that as an album or like a playlist. I would buy that and watch that. For sure. As long as it was all hot dog based? No, it doesn't have to be hot dog or bologna based, but I mean, it's just really about, I think if I were going to do it, I would come up with a bunch of ideas and run polls for it. You know what I mean? And then do the polls. Because I I mean, that just, that somebody that can drink hot dog is like really a fucking fascinating person to me. Yeah, let's find, let's push the limit on what they can do. (laughs) Me and Brett have like a lot of really gross... (laughs) Ideas. Remember the old idea that we just wanted to get a uh, fucking wagon and uh, drag it through Comfest, which is a big festival in town, and we wanted to just fill it full of Sloppy Joe and then hand out cups and let people just dip the cup in and eat it for free. But yeah. now that those days are over. Now, yeah, yeah, share now. Yeah. yeah, no sharing. Sharing can't eat out the same trough. But what I'm saying, beans. Is that like... uh, Keep on eating. Keep on doing what you're doing because I admire it. It's not something I can do. Uh, As I've said, I can't even eat an egg salad sandwich. Sure. So it's admirable. Beans can't either. Beans can't either. Well, then vegan. Right. It's different than reasons I can't. Okay. Just gross. I eat all kinds of eggs. You know? Sure. I'm sure there's vegan egg salad too. Right? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna look it up. They take a crack at everything. They take a crack at everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, and I am a great admirer of your work. Yeah, no problem. We're gonna find... Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna... We'll, we'll try to come up with an idea. We're gonna come come up with something completely disgusting and depraved for you to eat next. Okay. <laughs> it won't be gross. We'll pay you uh, some money because I just really like to see that stuff. Yeah, we want we're feeders now. We're gonna pay you to eat what we pay you to eat. Well no, I'm not gonna <laughs> feed I've not fe- I like I like to let them have the artistic freedom to come up with it themselves. Oh, so you're just you funding I mean? an artist now. You're funding a food artist. That's what I want to do. I think of that as art too. Can I think you- eating weird stuff is like okay, so back in high, back in middle school, Jason, who's not here still, but he, um, you know, back in middle school, 
what he would do is he would buy the school lunch of the day okay. and a milkshake. But the milkshakes at our school were like Frosties. Okay. And he would just dump the whole lunch in the milkshake and then stir it up and people would pay him money to eat it in front of him. It's a great, it's a great move. It's a great move. And I, I just think that there's a place in this world for people who are willing to do things that are a little bit, I think there's a place in this world because I don't want to make it sound like a stunt show. I just think there's a, there, Push it's the envelope. highly cool and yeah. fun. To, it, like, it's one of the things people I People love hot, do- hot dogs are fucking great. Vodka is great. Have yeah. them together. People, and, and here's the other thing. You really hit me in a spot. Because I just think I can only enjoy a hot dog if it's got 37 other toppings on it. Yeah. So it's it's very, I, I like it. All right. Thank you, Beans, for calling in. Yeah, no problem. The, the musical. All right. Thanks for calling in. That's Beans. He's on the line. I love Beans. We got, it's speed round. We got one jump in. Let's. Let's, uh, how many calls do we have? Yeah, we got about 30 minutes. Okay. That's five minutes, bub. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's Roberto. Howdy, Roberto. What's up? Nothing much. Uh, just kind of relaxing here. Um, haven't really been doing much. Just kind of wanted to talk to you about this kind of strange situation I have uh, with my job right now. I work in a print shop. What okay. kind of printing? Uh, we do t-shirts and stuff like that. T-shirts and um, pens and all sorts of crap like that. <laughs> is your so is your so? What I'm wondering is your client like uh, the is it smaller people or is it like insurance people? Like, um, so we do like we have uh, pretty big clients. We do a lot of the shirts for um, the local universities around okay. Texas, Central Texas. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I had this weird situation, which was, um, they made us work. Uh, we had to keep working. This was before the shelter in place and all that, but, um, we had to keep working. I don't drive. I ride a bike and I took a bus. So there was a point where I started getting really uncomfortable, uh, doing that. And, um, Eventually, when we were forced to, you know, be all shelter in place and stuff like that, they were just kind of like, well, all right, so you guys, you know, got to go home. And they said, well, here's what we're going to do for you is we will give you another check, but um, you're going to have to basically pay it back over time. Ah, fuck. So I'm that's just like, uh, yeah, that's the Trump bucks deal. You get $1,200 advance on your taxes. Yeah. Trump bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that's really weird. But then I get it, you know, I do my whole unemployment stuff. And of course, that whole thing is a mess. And I get a text from our finance lady who tells me, oh, hey, uh, don't worry about your unemployment. We will keep paying you as long as um, as long as the whole shelter in place thing is going on. And I was just kind of like, oh, uh, OK, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm just going to get paid to sit around and do nothing. I, I mean, I'm still kind of weirdly suspicious about that, you know? Are you I think working? I have every like, right to. Like, are you doing anything, though? Like, that's, I guess the question no. is, No. Like, you're not even, like, logging in from home or anything? I guess you can't, right? Like, you need to be there yeah, where no, the machines I, I, are. 
Yeah, basically. I basically do everything but print, which speaking of, I have a gift for you two. I've been meaning to send it for a long time. And at some point, uh, I'll send it to the guys P.O. box. But I know y'all want that. I printed y'all sugar. Ah, sweet. That'll be great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, definitely. So you're just sort of like, because I would be, here's what I would be doing if I were you. I'd be checking my bank account 47 times a day. Because it, oh, yeah, absolutely. The idea that they're just gonna pay you and not expect anything from you, especially if you're working at a place where you're like, I don't know, this seems pretty out of character. Well, when they told you you had to pay it back, yeah, no, no, they didn't say you had to pay it back, they said they're gonna pay them throughout. They were at first gonna give that opportunity, but now they're saying they'll pay them throughout. Got it, but it's like, yeah, and see. I know they get ten grand um, the to weird do that. Thing, if it's a if it's a big business or if it's a if it's a business with very few employees, you they'll give you ten grand to keep payroll. So if you're if you, I don't know how much you make a month, but if that if if like they can make payroll with ten grand, then they can even probably keep what's left over and get the loan forgiven. Because yeah. we looked into it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And see, here's the weird thing though. And we're very archaic and, uh, we don't have direct deposit. So Wednesday I rode my bike, I rode my bike down to the show. It's about eight miles and stuff. So the ride there wasn't bad. Um, the ride back, that's a whole nother story, but I went and had to go pick up my check and my boss is there and the boss, the guy that's right above me, um, he's, He's a character to say the least. Uh, he's kind of like an OG Austin kind of like punk dude. And we get along pretty well when it comes to talking about like, yeah. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. And, um, we get along when it comes to shit like that. And we've definitely had our spats, you know, he's kind of a shit when it comes for me, like taking off work, taking vacation, stuff like Uh that. (laughs) Simple boss shit. But, um, I walk in there and he's there printing. And I'm just kind of like, what are you doing? Man? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, I'm just bringing, hey, if uh, you ever like want to come in and work a little bit, you know, more than happy to have you. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I guess we've been asking everybody this. What are you doing during the day? Like, what are you doing with your time where you can't do anything fun? Um, so I pretty much, I've turned into a night owl lately. Uh, I stay up till around five, usually just smoking Halloween and watching like wrestling. It's pretty much all I'm doing. It's the fucking best right now. I've been getting so Yeah, catch up on podcasts. I've been getting so much frivolous entertainment done. I'm not really. Yeah, I put in like 70 hours in Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just kind of like sit around. Hang out with my girlfriend. She's working from home. She only works half of the week, though. But we'll hang out, play video games together, uh, try to cook a lot more here. Obviously, that's um, the worst. And Dude. I definitely do go. I do go ride my bike a lot, which is nice. Yeah, nice empty streets. Yeah, I get my yeah. walks in, and and like once I'm home, it's like, hey, let's fucking just watch a movie or something. I guess there's not really anything else you can do, and but it's like getting harder and harder to find a movie to entertain me, you know, like it's just, yeah, definitely running out of media at this point, but, Oh, you were talking about bluegrass previously with the caller. (laughs) Have you heard the Metallica bluegrass record? 
what is it called? The cover record. Oh, it's covered. Oh, uh, let me see here. Right? Songs yeah, it's just a cover. Is oh, no, I don't. I think it's called <laughs> Fade to Bluegrass. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You said AC Dixie? You've never heard of Hey Seed Dixie? Oh, I think you said AC. <laughs> no, Hey Seed Dixie. What's the name of it? Uh, it's called Fade to Bluegrass, the Bluegrass Tribute to Metallica. <laughs> you know what? I need that kind of stuff because I'm trying to, like, I have to figure out a way to play music that isn't Metallica, but it has to be Metallica for me to be satisfied. And I've based, I, I've, so Rodrigo e Gabriela put out the metal EP, which they did a cover of Slayer, Megadeth, and Metallica, but it's only three songs. So I need like softer stuff that goes hard. So I, I think this is a great recommendation. I will tear into this voraciously. Yeah. You can get, oh, yeah. I have a question for you, uh, Brian, about Pantera. Okay. Okay, so I maybe I misheard because I started listening to you guys in August. It was Cass Barbadoro that shouted you guys out on uh, WrestleSplania. So that's how I kind of dove into, you know, y'all's catalog and whatnot. And I could have sworn, did you say that the first two Pantera records are trash? <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's something I've said. I, I say the those ones like power metal and stuff, it's just... Oh, okay. It's a different band. I like Cowboys from Hell, and I basically like Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display of Power, Far Beyond Driven, and The Great Southern Trend Kill. Anything else outside of that? Because they got real bad after The Great Southern Trend Kill. It was just like, that Reinventing the Steel album is bad. It just sucks, you know? So. Yeah, no, (laughs) for sure. I listened to some Pantera this week, and uh, it was fun. I listen actually some. I listened to all. <laughs> I listened to far, Vulgar Display, Far Beyond Driven, and uh, oh yeah, um, the Great Southern Train Kill in a row. And like, well, it's really hard not to like those albums. Oof. Yeah, that's kind of another thing. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been doing the like kill time. We've been watching a lot of like concert videos, like rock concert. We watched. Uh, a bunch of Metallica live videos. You watch live shit. So I think live from Seattle. You watch the Cunning Stunts one, which is actually my favorite live Metallica video. I'll watch that. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Mm -mm. Oh my God. Yo, y'all need to check this out like immediately. It's on YouTube. And uh, it was filmed actually in Fort Worth at a convention center that I've worked at coincidentally. But this is during the Load era. So they got all their short hair and shit. I love Load. And the... The best part, I mean, it's kind of a spoiler, but I mean, it's, I don't know, it's pretty well known. I I don't know if you guys mind me telling you this, but uh, there is a, there's a part when they're playing Enter Sandman where the whole stage just like blows up. (laughs) It's fucking insane. Oh, is that when he catches on fire? No, that was, that was. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a guy running on fire and like the, the lighting rigs fall into the stage and it like just looks like fucking madness. And when I first saw that DVD when I was like 12 years old, I was just like, whoa, that's so cool. Wow. wow. This is a two hour and 10 minute concert and it's in full HD on YouTube. Fuck. I got, I'm into it. Thank Cunning you. Stunts. I thought I had seen it all. This is brilliant. The metal people that, yeah, so- the metal people that accept that we like what we like, are the best because they'll get you into some cool stuff. I mean, they can just get you deeper into the cut. Like, <laughs> just keep going. 
Yeah. Down the wormhole. Yeah. So when I was a kid, Metallica was the, I have like a really special like connection with that band because uh, the first CD I bought was Ride the Lightning uh, at a like Mexican discoteca when I was younger. Saved up my allowance money and I bought like a Mexican import of that when I was like 11. And And my dad actually took me to see them on the St. Anger tour. (laughs) Wait, what's that? My dad took me to see Metallica on the St. Anger tour back in like 04. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a really, it was a really cool show. And my dad didn't really know that he has like anxiety issues. He's like from Mexico, doesn't really talk about like, you know, stuff like that. But basically looking back at it, I think my dad had a panic attack and we had to leave early. (laughs) Really? He just got overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think he was overwhelmed and stuff. My favorite story about my dad is um, he, when he was like around, like, you know, in his 20s, he was at a party somewhere, somewhere in Texas, and he was dressed up like Gene Simmons. He was like a really big Kiss fan (laughs) growing up. And he had like the platform boots, the whole nine, and cops apparently raided like the party and shit. And I've had multiple people, like his friends, confirm the story for me. The cops raided the place, and he had to run from the cops. All dressed up like jeans and <laughs> yeah. platform boots and everything. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Yeah. <laughs> so was he uh, like? I know. Just so, how did you feel about Saint Anger ahead. though? I'm wondering. How old were you when you went to go see Saint Anger with him? Uh, I was, I was twelve. I was twelve years old. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you and I thought it's funny because I loved Saint Anger growing up. I thought it was so cool, and I will still stand by that record. Honestly, like there's because it's almost more like punk influence. I hear a lot of like more traditional like punk and hardcore sounds in that, and I don't know. I still like there's some really bad lyrics, <laughs> some terrible, terrible lyrics in there, but um, I like it. I don't give a shit. It's a good record. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing is I've uh, you know through this journey there has been a lot of people that were in that like nine to twelve age range uh, when Saint Anger came out and now they're hitting me up like that's that's literally the most important Metallica album to me like I don't I don't know why you wouldn't like it you know uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to make sense of that uh, you know like the the personal connections you can you can have to it but that album. You know, when you watch the documentary um, that that went along with it, like it is just so raw that like the he, there's a, the song where he's singing about sweet amber, which is basically just about beer and like alcoholism and everything. And it's just so naked <laughs> and he's just like pouring his heart out and there's no more metaphors at this point. Like, you know, Metallica before that was like, you know, maybe had it, it was like all cloaked in a very cool aesthetic. And now it was just like self self abuse and death and all of these like very heavy things without any sort of metaphors attached to them. Uh, St. Anger is like a very, very interesting album in their career. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. I love some kind of monster. I bought that DVD as soon as it came out and, weirdly used to just like fall asleep to it for some reason i so i always have that fucking some kind of some kind of monster of just like looping in my head you're just you're just time. you're comfortable with some conflict in the room 
You're just comfortable with like a little yeah. bit of a little bit of like tensity, <laughs> you just know, a sweet little hum of yeah. people just, who hate each other. Just a talking. little bit of we're riding on we're riding on the razor's edge right now. So. Yeah. That whole fucking movie is so like yeah, it's incredible. It'll make you mad at just different guys at different it's times. It's so good. Everybody's an asshole. Everybody involved is an asshole. I think that's what they they all come out so much more human at the end of it. Even now that I've like, I, now that I've become obsessed with Dave Mustaine and Megadeth, and like seeing his part in it, it's funny. He's it, it does he's put on a show, and he's movie. really is, you know, running into it, you know, full force. But he also, as like an artist, did really go after it over and over again. Like he never relented from talking about some of those topics. Yeah, you know, like he, he like I, I don't know. It, it's it's a very, uh, it's very, it's it's neat because. That kind of stuff is a history, um, and you don't get to like plan that kind of stuff out. It's just what happens. And you know, Metallica made a fucking documentary in this very weird album, and then you know they've returned to form. Like I like the new Hardwired to Self Destruct fucking album. I think that's pretty good. Fan too. I think I mean there. If you like the old style, like they get back to the same old riffs. It hits in the same ways. I I think it's a good fucking album. Do you think they sat in the back and said? I think this one's a little bit too generic. I remember how they would like yeah. too stock. I think uh, this one's a little too stock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when they stopped caring about stock. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard the song on uh, the wrestling match, and I thought, it, I, I, truthfully, it sounded like like uh, um, uh, Ride the Lightning. Classic Metallica, yeah. Yeah. But Saint Anger is a very wow. interesting time, and it's it's just it's a very special time period. I, I'm glad that you have a connection to it. Yeah, like when I was younger, uh, I would watch like Headbangers Ball with uh, my best friend in eighth grade, and they would always play like Saint Anger, and that's kind of how I also got into like more like punk rock, hardcore kind of stuff. And I distinctly remember when Death Magnetic came out. I was in high school and just super fucking excited for this. Yeah. And super pumped, and I bought the season the day it came out, and I fucking hate that record. It sounds like shit. The uh, songs are too long. It does not hit. You're not as hard as funny. You don't like Unforgiven Three? That's a good one. No, no, sir. Unforgiven One and Two bangers, but Three, nah, man. <laughs> I had uh, I had my buddies Kevin and Chris from the Bad Wrestling Podcast on the other day, and Kevin is like 22, I think. Yeah, and his favorite Metallica is is Death Magnetic. Yeah, they were they were no, he liked Lulu. I thought. Oh yeah, they they like they're jokesters doing a bad stuff. They were the bad wrestling podcast. I I like Death Magnetic. Yeah, that's a bad bit. I I actually do. Lulu's terrible. Yeah, personally, I do like. Um, I think that I like Death Magnetic more than Saint Anger. Yeah, if I'm being honest, like musically. Yeah, musically, I like it. I mean, you know, Saint Anger is like it's a it 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 grew on me, and I love that like you know J- James Hetfield is trying to ex- express himself in like the most fully way possible. I appreciate that like about it, but Death Magnetic feels like a little bit more of a return to form. Like there's some pretty good riffs on that fucking album, and Unforgiven Three is also- like. Unforgiven Three is such a bad attempt at doing it, and then eventually it just yeah. sets in where you're like, "This is Unforgiven Three. They decide. They've been doing this for forty years. They say this is Unforgiven Three. I don't get to make fun of this. They're in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of them. 
they said this is Unforgiven 3. I love this song now because I like Unforgiven 3 is all about me, right? I have to forgive myself. Like Unforgiven 3 does pass they the have torch. To say Unforgiven 3 in They the do song, say though. Unforgiven 3. No, they don't. I don't think. I'm pretty sure I'm they look it up. I'm I'm going to look it up, but uh thanks for calling in. It's always fun to talk metal. Metal's coming back. Yeah, no. Of course, definitely. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming through to Austin uh, last October again. I'm sorry about the bullshit y'all had to deal with. That 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 was a real bummer to hear all the oh, crap y'all had to deal with at the venue. Yeah, we're playing it up for laughs. I yeah, mean, it's, it, it's just the cost of doing business. It is unfortunate. It's the same complaints that all y'all have about your jobs, too. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and one more thing before I let you guys go. Uh, Brian, you're wrong. Elite by Deptones. Absolute banger of a song. Uh, You're tripping. Listen, I'm going to say it's a good song, and a a bad Deftones song is is just as good as, like, a regular good song. It's just, I I don't like that song. I I just feel like that song is like a turd in a punch bowl situation there. (laughs) Because you're just like, this whole album has this, like, moody, atmospheric thing, and then this there's just this one song on the album that sounds like it's from Around the Fur. Or adrenaline. It's like just this one song that doesn't mix with all the rest of the songs, and it feels like it's yeah. only, it feels like it's only there so that he can scream, so that people who like metal can be like, okay, you know, there's some metal on this album, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's totally fair. I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Have a good night. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys uh, letting me talk. I've been a big fan for a while. I hope you guys, um, you know, stay safe and take care throughout all this. All right. All right, we will. It doesn't say Unforgiven Three because I listened for it. Well, when I when I sing it to myself, I just sing Unforgiven Three over and over again. Because that's the thing about Unforgiven Two that makes it one of the great they songs say, ever. They say like, the name. Will you be there? Cause I'm the one who waits for you. <laughs> Or are you one forgiven too? Yeah, that that's you gotta it. fit three in there, dude. I know they should have said, "Are we they got two, three? They got two in their head. I mean, it's just that, like we had a baby, we added this to this. Are we unforgiven three for have, for being breeders or something? Well, I also don't see a like a what I felt like the, the what I felt what I known thing isn't really in there, which feels like it's that's what you would make. You would make sure that in some way each of the Unforgiven says what I felt. Yeah, some sort of cadence like that. Because the first one's like, what I felt, what I've known. Yeah. And then Unforgiven 2 is like, what I felt, what i known. And it's right. like, you just didn't do any of the stuff yeah. in Unforgiven 3. Very lazy. Very lazy okay. song. Okay, fair. But, you know, when I listen to it, I like it. I'm just a, hey, I'm a comedy. I write I write comedy stuff, so maybe Metallica was going for something other than comedy. Yeah. Too. You're right. You I know? mean I do think though they should have incorporated the what I thought what I know. <laughs> yeah, it just makes know. sense. No, it's it's two things. There's two things that make that's should what makes make an, an that's, unforgiven. That's song. an unforgiven. That's how I know when I'm unforgiven. <laughs> like if somebody turned if somebody had their back and they turned around and they said to you, you know what I've felt and you know what I've known. You know you're about to be unforgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know you've done something deplorable. Like you've be, you're beyond the pale. You're yeah. unforgiven now. Turn the pages. <laughs> turn. See how they added a little bit to it too. In part two, it makes so much sense. It does. And then part three is just like Beverly Hills Cop three. <laughs> yeah, you know? and just 
I mean, you know, Death Magnetic, I think, is a good album. Okay. I think Death Magnetic over Saint Anger. It's the it's the second from the bottom. <laughs> Hardwired to self destruct is third from the bottom. Okay, that's where we're at in my in my metallic. I mean, my ranking. favorite one is uh, Garage Inc. and uh, also dude. Uh, 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 dude. and Justice for All. You know what? When we did the so people, there was a, an extra show that you did with the Bad Wrestling Podcast. You mentioned and Justice for All was your favorite. I have not been listening to that one as much as the others. And shortest straw Has is. Been. That was one of my favorites. That is the best song. Yeah. Like, Erica is always like, what'd you say? And I was like, I just said shortest straw has been pulled for you. Yeah. I yeah. said that to me as I'm doing the dishes. That's what, that's what I'm doing here. Like, I wasn't talking to you. I'm saying shortest straw. <laughs> I loved that. I loved Blackened. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, Do you it, think my uncle, who is the uncle you know that you've met my favorite uncle right mark bragg mark, mark legend bragg. legend of street fight honestly as much of a you don't even know how much of a because i'm about to he's tell the you best he is the best dad i've ever come in contact <laughs> with i promise you i'm not trying to i mean i swear to god he is just incredible as a as a human being i, I love mark bragg and when I was in fourth grade, he gave me And Justice for All, the cassette, for, nice. for Christmas. And I was like, I didn't even know who it was. And everybody in the house was like, I can't believe you would give that to him. Right. That and seemed dangerous. I put that fucking thing in and it blew my fucking mind. I never heard anything that heavy in my life. And I think he has a lot to do with like the direction I ended up deciding to go in my life. Like, like I just like introducing somebody yeah. to like Metallica in fourth grade and like stuff that doesn't like follow the rules and is yeah. crude and is loud. I'm going to be on the fringes. There's the fringes young yeah. man. There's there. You can just be a rabble rouser. You can defect from society and be the asshole that they hate. Yeah. You can be the person that creates the problems that they have to develop all of their systems against you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you can be a wrench in the gears. That's what's cool about it. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, I'm Ben. Long oh, time hey, listener, ben. first time caller. Hey, Ben. How's it going? It's going all right. I'm uh, actually Kiara's nesting partner. She suggested I call in. So ah, here I am. Okay. Domin um, Dom the nesting partner. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a poly thing. Ah, okay. Well, what's going on tonight? Well, uh, I have a concept I've been uh, talking about with my friends lately, and it might be useful for you guys because I know you guys are wrestling nerds. So um, we've gone through all these phases of capitalism, industrial capitalism, neoliberal capitalism. I think where we are now is kayfabe capitalism, where we pretend that everything's fine, it's still working, and uh, it's not. 35% of us are unemployed, but no, no, no. Stock market's fine. Ignore it. I mean, we're I'm, in a kayfabe politics time to tell you the truth. Cause like, I don't really think we vote for what the thing about what we're really voting for in any of these elections is what a person says they want to do. You know, you're like voting for this like theoretical world that, that doesn't really come to pass without, you know, more work or whatever. I'm not saying that if Bernie got elected, he wouldn't have been able to do anything. I'm saying that like with Obama, like 
I feel I felt that we voted for vague ideas that he knew the right thing to do, and uh, yeah, he didn't. And but but at this moment right now though, they're talking about one third of people haven't paid their rent. One third of renters haven't paid, and everybody is kind of moving forward like you just go and punch the clock on Zoom now. Yeah. We just go to Zoom instead. When we have like unemployment claims that are through the fucking roof and we're all just like pretending that, you know, like we're going along with the economic system that has caused all of this. And only because we want them to to keep their promise that we're all going to be safe and this is going to be normal again. We're going to be back to our regular lives of just, you know, buying shit and expecting less. Yeah. And uh, during the Depression, like at its worst, unemployment was at 25 percent. And we're probably beyond that already. Well, yeah. And there was even, um, there was an interesting uh, paradigm that was, was put out there on uh, Twitter where these dairy farmers were dumping milk down the drain because it was going to go bad and they couldn't hold it and there wasn't enough demand for it. But yep. um, the same thing was happening during the depression where there was producers that had stuff. There was just nobody to buy it. So they fucking threw it away. Like it's a, it, it really shows the, the disconnect between what we pay for and what we get and like what we can produce for what we actually need. You know, like we, we have enough for all of us. It's very apparent that like, if you go to your regular old grocery store, if you had a dozen people in front of it that didn't have anything to eat, they could go into the grocery store and get anything they want and it wouldn't cause a problem. There's enough to there's enough goods and services to go around. But now we're yeah. uh now we now it's you know us pretending that we we can keep it going without, you know, spreading the wealth around. Those people exactly. aren't getting paid anymore. I feel like yeah. I mean, we have the productive capacity to to feed the earth twice over, and yeah. most of it most of it doesn't even make it to like it doesn't even make it to where consumers could access it. It's lost on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pe- people and, the, and people are hoarding toilet paper, and people are hoarding like flour and stuff. Um, but there is enough production available to replace it. There, there is enough workforce and labor there to do it. Uh, we, we can, there's enough to provide the majority of what we need. Like we're on such a downsized economy. I have to say as like a very privileged person, you know, uh, with my wife's position, like, I feel like I'm saving money right now. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm not going out and just tipping heavily on like a, a cocktail, you know, I'm not going, I'm not spending money on concert tickets right now. I'm not spending money on like, uh, going to target because I'm bored and like whoopsie daisying $150 purchase, you know, like it, it's, uh, it, it really now it has, has made forced us all to have a conversation about like what all, what all we're doing and what is worth money and how, how we, we distribute all this stuff because a lot of people can't do their job anymore and we still, they still have value and they still need food and clothes and all of the necessities that we all do. Right. And, uh, I think this also demonstrates that there are a lot of jobs that are pretty much busy work. Just, they're just there to make sure that you're not thinking about 
what could be. And you're just punching a clock. Like they don't produce anything. They don't put anything to society. And I'm not, I'm not saying that like it's bad for people to do them because there's no choice, but there's no outside of the system that exists. There's no need for those jobs. Like I have one of those jobs. I'm a web designer. What the fuck is that? I mean, mean, honestly, (laughs) the thing about it is that like the economy is running on a very low RPM right now. And I think we're doing fine. I mean, people are like, you know, uh, taking, uh, taking a rubber spatula to the hummus dish now to get everything out of it. But like, we can always re up on groceries. We have access to those things. There, there isn't really a need for the hyper workload that we're all dependent on. Like the folks that are working from home, they're doing it for four to six hours instead of eight hours. Like half of the time they're distracted by their kids or buy a movie that they're fucking watching. And uh, like th- this really lays the whole conversation bare that that we don't need to do as much, we don't need to spend as much time as we do working because it's not fucking necessary. We can, we can literally stay inside of our houses and go to the grocery store every single two weeks and, uh, and have a lot less stress in the world <laughs> for people to right. keep projects going or to keep punching numbers into systems or... You know, like the amount of money that's being spent is just ridiculous. You know, there's there's people like Jeff Bezos that have enough to to take care of all of us for the month of May. So like we, we don't require anything at all. We require very little uh, to, to for sustenance and and to, to get by. So there's no reason that all of us together can't just keep distributing the goods that we want and need and get rid of all of the people at the top that are taking all of the, the excess labor to spend on their yachts and Lamborghinis and shit. Exactly. And they, they're the people who drive this insane, constant need for growth. Like yeah. that, that never matters to the working class. Right it now we always can't. matters, at least not for, not for a long time. Yeah. There's no um, reason to, to spend every fucking hour of your day to like trying to squeeze an extra 10 cents out of something unless you're paid to do it. Unless you're paid, someone can pay you five cents to get you to, to squeeze a dollar out of every hour. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a really, uh, as this thing goes on, um, I think we're, we are hopefully moving towards something that we've never seen before. I, I don't, I don't think that this type of type of period of like uncertainty and confusion and time for rumination won't produce something else on the other end that is more in favor with what we're thinking, you know. This this resembles the stories I heard growing up from my grandfather about the the rise of the labor movement during the depression. Like this is I'm watching things happen beat for beat exactly like the things that you told me. So there's some hope there at least. Yeah. What's holding us back is we can't gather together in any significant numbers. Um, But, you know, uh, what is going to come out of this is going to be, I mean, a lot of radicalized people for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've, anecdotally at least had a very very easy time radicalizing people who've never really considered not like haven't even considered politics the way 
we sort of allow politics to be thought of in the United States and certainly not as like just as a mass movement of people. And yeah. they're just like, oh, yeah, we should just we should just throw capitalism away now. That's fine. Yeah. So everybody, sh- um, everybody show up to the White House and we peacefully demand that they walk out. Otherwise, we have to do what we have to do to take it over. <laughs> right. Well, when we can gather again, let's make a deal that we will be there. Yes. To take you know? over the White House. Yeah. Wherever, wherever it is, wherever the call is. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. We we certainly appreciate it. Is there You're a, welcome. It was nice talking to you guys. Somewhere <laughs> is there a Twitter or an Instagram people we should send them to? I mean, I've got a Twitter, but I never use it because I don't want a brain aneurysm. So, okay. uh, but I do I have two quick things. One, uh-huh. if you guys are out wearing personal protective equipment, uh, beards ruin the seal unless you can tuck them up inside. That's an issue I've been dealing with too. So just a warning. Okay. And, uh, Talking about metal, check out uh, the band Nine Treasures. They're Mongolian folk metal. They're amazing. Okay, oh, Nine wow. Treasures. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Got right. cool uh, talk to you guys later. Yeah, have, have a night. good one. Peace. Ready to do this? We got we got to jump in. All right. Well, we're past time now, so we you can go as long as you want. We got one. We got one person that's that's paid their dues they've waited forever all right well, let's get this one person done thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight hey, hey what's up y'all this is tyler from marriott again tyler i'm glad we took it see how's it going <laughs> at marriott you're here you're there still it's good to hear hey not bad man we've been working like two days a week um they wanted me to come in thursday and friday for like three hours and I was like, fuck that. I'm trying to get this unemployment, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, get yeah. ha- you getting hazard pay at all? Uh, no, not at all. That's, that's, that's with my name on Twitter right now, actually. Is, uh, I need hazard pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so Marriott is trying to keep you, like, part-time? They're, like, can you get unemployment uh, part-time like that? Well, actually, when I get off the phone with you guys, I'm about to go inside and um, try to figure it out some more because... I was approved for it um, like three weeks ago, and I, I'm only working two eight-hour days a week. So I'm, okay. I got my hours cut severely. So you get to claim um, the rest. Exactly. So then today was supposed to be the day I report and tell them that I'm still, you know, got my hours cut and everything. But I think I got to send them a check stub and shit, so it's kind of weird. Well, I mean, it's better than doing extra days at work, though. No, for sure, for sure. Because they, what they wanted me to do was come in on Thursday and Friday to be like a houseman, which is just like cleaning up like like uh, the bathrooms and shit. And I'm, I'm not doing that, man. Yeah. Like not not right now, anyways. Shit. I'm not, like, extra, <laughs> I'm not in the market for extra hours right now. Exactly. And then on top of that, the bathroom. Like I ain't, I'm not going in the bathroom, yo. <laughs> How many people are coming to Marriott right now? Uh, today is actually a kind of busy day. We got like 14 people in house, uh, which I was surprised. Um, the last like two, three weeks was bad. It was real bad. And I'm like, there was a big rumor going around that we was going to rent out this, this hotel to the hospital down the street. But then I guess Marriott sent us a shit ton of money to stay open. So, (laughs) okay. So are you trying to split them up? Pretty grimy. Are you trying to split them up in the building, like, uh, you know, between floors and shit? 
Uh, pretty much. Uh, we got the first floor like packed, and then we got the the top floor packed, but then the two middle floors are empty. So I guess then. <laughs> but then what? again, there's only 14 people, so like, you know, they all spaced out. So. Do they get like? Do, do they get like, no breakfast or anything? <laughs> They don't get no discount, nothing. We don't got no preference, nope. like nothing to give them. <laughs> There's no perks or incentives or like thank yous, no double Marriott Bonvoy of reward points or anything. <laughs> no, man. I wish I, I, people ask me too, and I'm like, oh, I, I mean, you could get a hold of Marriott and ask them, but <laughs> like, I can't, I can't give nothing. It's crazy because like. Like, I don't know, they didn't leave us, like, instructions or anything to talk to people, like, when they ask questions about this shit. So, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> what, what are your precautions? Like, do, do you have any, like, do you have, like, a, a spit guard or, like, coverage at the front desk? No, 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 not at all. Uh, I mean, we got gloves and, like, hands on our handstands. We got hand sanitizer wipes. That okay. was for um, the workout room, but we just brought them over there. Sure. Uh, yeah, just pill for those. Oh shoot! Hey, actually, I got a walk in right now, so I guess I'll, I'll let you guys go. Okay? All right, have a good one, man. <laughs> hey, th- hey, thanks for talking for you. Number fifteen's a B, so good luck. <laughs> Peace yeah, out, dude. Yeah, Please right. call I'll put back. Out some gloves, man. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> All right, oh my goodness! <laughs> Last call, y'all. This is the one. <laughs> Taylor had a had a fucking walk in. Number fifteen. Customer or resident number fifteen at the Marriott There's showed up. Walk-in? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm outside. I guess uh, while he was on the phone. Oh shit! Well, you know, he said they don't get no specials. Like they're paying full price. Yeah, they're paying. I looked it up. Fucking ninety dollars a night or whatever it is, hundred dollars a night. I wouldn't stay in a fucking hotel right. You better now. make me a goddamn omelet in the morning. Yeah. for free. You crazy if you think I'm staying in a hotel. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling Street Fight. You're the last call tonight. Who are we talking to? Um, oh, wow. I can't believe I actually got on. Uh, hey, this is um, uh, David from uh, New Jersey. I called uh, I called a few weeks ago, um, uh, a little while back. Yeah. Yeah, hey. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, I wanted to call because I wanted to j- kind of just, like, vent a little bit because, um, uh, like I said, um, the first time I called, I'm, uh, I work at an Amazon warehouse and I just found out, um, <clears throat> I just found out last week that, um, there's been a confirmed case of coronavirus. Uh Oh, spaghettios. Uh, yeah, you can say that. Um, and, uh, so I'm kind of not happy about that to say the yeah. least. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, um, of course, uh, uh, those motherfuckers aren't uh, closing the place down to do any like uh, has, deep cleaning or anything like that. Has they there have, been like, any response four... at all? What's what's been the response so far? <clears throat> well, they have like four janitors for like the whole place, uh, and they're trying to convince us that uh, that those four janitors are like uh, um, scrubbing the entire place down, or are, 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 are like scrubbing every single inch of the place, uh, and sanitizing everything. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they're like really playing up like how much they're like, like cleaning the place. But, uh, I rarely see anything. There's still like a bunch of trash on the ground, like a bunch of paper and wood and just like, 
it's uh, clear that they're uh, not really doing too much. Uh, they're uh, they're handing out these like uh, masks. Okay. That kind of remind that kind of remind me of like coffee filters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's one that look and, like uh, uh, Chinese food takeout boxes too. <laughs> have you seen those ones that are just like box shaped? It looks like folded. Nope. <laughs> I have like a normal one that I'm using. So I feel about, I have seen, I don't think I've seen any really weird ones. I think people in Ohio. The N95s look so cool just because they look so safe. Yeah. Like they don't even look, but when I see somebody with an N95, I'm like, damn, you get filtering out 95% of all parts particles right i have now. two n95 <laughs> that's sick i'm doing okay in that n95 don't brag about it yeah one's like uh one's yeah like i have an uncle who uh I, I um uh i have an uncle who was generous enough uh to uh give me a uh, n95 mask which i've been uh i've been using so uh so uh that's good i guess yeah um, I have a double. Yeah, and, I use two um, bandanas, just folded over. It's the same. It's like an N ninety four, maybe just like right under ninety three, N ninety three. I put starch on it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I um I uh <laughs> I uh, found um uh, um one other thing that really annoys me is like the way that I found out about it. Is that um, they sent out um, like a text message uh, and like a pre-recorded voicemail uh, to all of us. Uh, this was during my shift, um, and um, um, I didn't like I didn't like read the message or like listen to the voicemail. I found out about those two things from a coworker because um, uh, one thing I've been doing is going around and kind of just been like casually asking like, hey, you guys haven't heard about anybody getting sick, have you? Uh-huh. Uh, and I did and, and I did that to one of my coworkers and he turns to me and he's like very visibly like angry. And I'm like, oh boy, what's this? And uh-huh. he tells me, oh, what? You haven't heard like the voicemail? And I'm like, no, oh, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, um, it's here. Somebody got it. And I'm like, holy shit, are you serious? And 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 um, uh, I I was uh, I too was not very happy. I um, I got just as mad as him. And uh, and, and you know what? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. There's no yeah. reason. There's no reason um, that you can't like push the halt button on operations to say to figure out like what happened and what you need to do to reset the reset the warehouse. Like, why are you finding out about it as scuttlebutt from another employee? Yeah, I know exactly. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Bullshit, man. So, uh, so what, what's going? What's happening now? Like, what's the next steps? Um. Well, they're just keeping on business as usual. Uh, we occasionally get some like voicemail. Uh, saying how like uh, they're so appreciative of us, cool, and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, right? I love it. Like, do, uh, what do you, so what do you do with your appreciation at the end of the night? Do you just snuggle up with it, trade it in for money? What do you do? Um. Well, it, uh, <laughs> well, uh, um, appreciation doesn't get me like 
uh, any uh, alcohol or drugs or anything like that. Yeah, so fuck I appreciation. That's true. That's a great <laughs> fuck appreciation. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. And one other thing. That, oh, um, I just remembered one thing that really um, uh, makes me mad. Probably even more than like the stuff. Probably even more than uh, than having the case uh, in my own warehouse is that um, there's another warehouse that's like down the street. Okay. Um, and, um, I have a friend who, uh, who works there. She actually, she actually recently transferred there. And, uh, I heard from, uh, I heard from the same guy who told me about the, uh, case, uh, at the one that we work at. Uh, I heard from him that there's like five cases there. Damn. Um, and when I heard that, uh, I felt like a pit in my stomach and as soon as I could, I texted her and I asked her like, Hey, I heard there's like five cases at, at your warehouse. Uh, how are you doing? And I didn't hear anything from her after I got back from home and I texted her again. And then, the, and then, the, and then the day after that, I haven't uh -huh. heard anything from her. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, I, yeah. I don't really know what to make of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that sucks. Yeah. Some, thanks. thanks for yeah. calling with, the, with your sucky ass story, dude. Was a good story. No, it was great. No problem. I'm always, joking. It was not a sucky. No, story. it was great. No, I mean that's where we're at, though. I mean, I'm always here to bring down the mood. That's no, no, you're story. right. Like the person that called in about kayfabe earlier, it's the same thing where. <laughs> You're just supposed to be like, what do you mean, Corona 19? I'm going to work at the Amazon warehouse. It's just like a normal everyday thing that I do. I clock in. Nothing's different. True. True. It wasn't a, I just, I didn't want you to hang up. Oh, feelings I know. Hurt. I hate it when people. I was joshing. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling in. We are going home. It was great to talk to everybody. Today. Yeah, thanks for reporting in from the front lines. We're not doing shit here. I'm not exposing myself as some Amazon fucking warehouse or anything like that. No, well, I'm a I'm, coward. I'm looking for. I want. I want to start making soft serve ice cream. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like I want to start making my own soft serve ice cream. <laughs> what does that even mean? With the blizzards, I want to make my own blizzards. Is what I'm trying to say. Don't you have to have a machine for that? You do, and right an ice milk machine. There's one. That's it's not like dairy product. You have to get like. Don't you have to buy the powder? I don't know. This one says it's a machine for nine 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 ninety nine. One thousand dollars. Nine thousand or no ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents oh, okay so 100 bucks okay hundred dollars and i can make my own soft serve at my house which then you just get the soft serve in a cup you whip it around with one of them little gim we have an immersion thing uh -huh. you get that in there with your Reese cups you got yourself a fucking blizzard you made it at home that's true you took over the means of the production of blizzards from dairy queen and it's probably cheaper like yeah, it sounds like it save me. A, it's gonna save you nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's what I mean, you would have spent on blizzards. Is like four bucks. They're a lot. Know? Yeah, they pack a punch to the wallet. But they're so good. And also, like, I want a blizzard now. I yeah, I'd love to have. Now. I'd love to whip up a blizzard. Just like, <laughs> let me go grab the blizzard machine. <laughs> 
I got some milk and some powder and we'll put this shit together right now. And Dairy Queen though, Dairy Queen is like really bad to their employees. Like that's one of those places yeah, that's they, just ruthless. They, they hire 14 year olds so they can start treating them bad right away. They use know? chains on them still. They still chain, they still whip them with chains, which is just I mean, they're, they uh, are bad. Don't fucking, don't act like I'm overreacting. Dairy Queen's a bad No, one. they beat them. They beat them to yeah. with the inch of their life just to break them, just to make them into good employees. Dairy Queen's some of the best employees you can get but they they've only been they've been beaten into shape by the dairy queen corporation yeah they break those teens they do break those teens <laughs> thank you for listening to street fight radio we will be back on wednesday night where we're gonna share a bunch of stories about shitty ass working situations you know we're just overwhelmed with them at this point uh so if you're Tuning into the live stream right now on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. We'll be back on Wednesday. We love the chat. We love to see what everybody has to say. There's a lot of cool folks in there, and I'm always happy to see all y'all. So please come back. Please hang out with us. We're going to do call-ins next Sunday. This train's going to keep on rolling as much as long as we can. Uh, we are the voice of the underground, uh, flat, earth, bo- flat Earth Movement, Party Everywhere, Street Fight Radio. Peace.